This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Thank you so much. Good morning and welcome to our show, everybody. Back from the Memorial Day weekend. A short week. It's Tuesday already. Thanks for joining us. It's also the last day of the month of May. Well, there were supposed to be... Oh, I forget what you call them. Uh-huh. Meteors or meteors? Oh, meteor showers. Yeah, there were supposed to be meteor showers. I, I, I can, I'm always like, Wait, is it a freaking comet? Is it a meteor uh, or is it a meteorite? A comet? Well, meteor it's shower. kind of... The, it, I, I, they're asteroid? All yeah, it could be an asteroid, maybe. No, but a meteor shower. So I went and looked up, looked up outside last night, and I didn't see any. No. And then I looked again this morning. So if if they happened, it must it must have happened when I wasn't looking because I went to go see them. I think it was what? Well, do you know what its name was? Oh, you did a story about it. Do you remember the Tau Herculid? Yeah, did they meteor shower? Did anybody get a good look at them? They said there was a chance that they would be, be very spectacular, or could be a dud, right? A dud. So for me, it was a dud, but I just might a not have been duddy. looking in the wrong. I might have been looking in the wrong direction or whatever. <laughs> I hope everybody had a great uh, Memorial Day weekend. Joanna had to work uh, two out of the three days of the Memorial Day weekend. I'm sorry to hear <laughs> about you. that. Yeah, that's right. I was here. Top Gun Maverick, number one at the box office and set some records. All right. And I went to go see that with my nephew on Friday. Did you You get... You were so mad about that. Why was I mad? You wanted to go home and watch Obi-Wan. Oh, God. Obi-Wan is great, you guys. (laughs) I mean, I don't want to gloss over anything, but Obi-Wan on Disney+, Plus. if you're a Star Wars fan... You've got Disney Plus. You haven't seen it yet. Freaking call in sick today <laughs> and watch Obi Wan. But I'm a Top Gun fan, Buzz. How was that? Well, I'm not. Did gonna you talk- get into the danger zone? Uh, I can say a couple of things about it. the The main mission is basically the end of the first Star Wars movie. Oh, they and kill I- the Death Star. Yeah, they've got to blow up the Death Star. It's like, <laughs> you got to keep low. Gold leader. <laughs> the whole, the, that, that whole second half of the movie was basically the end of Star Wars 1. I heard uh, Kenny Loggins makes an appearance. Is that true or not? Uh, his song does. I mean, they play some of the, co- you know, a, a couple bars of Danger Zone at the beginning. Uh, Val Kilmer's there, and I think I figured out the role that Val Kilmer is going to play going forward. Man who's about to die, because that's what he was in this. It was like he's Iceman. Is he dying? Yeah, he's dying. So they. Oh no! Like he has an emotional scene with Maverick, and then he, you know, kicks the bucket because he's so poor, poor off. And he's he's put on ice. Yeah, he's put on ice, and he's going to be in. (laughs) I guess they're doing a remake or a reboot or a sequel to Willow, whatever it's going to be. Val Kilmer is going to be involved in that. You know, he played Willow, so maybe he's going to be, well, it's Willow, but he's about, he's to, almost he's about to kick the bucket. <laughs> oh um, 
So, yeah, I saw that. I They showed a, a few flashback scenes to remind you of what happened in in the original Top Gun, which I saw in the theaters in 1986. Honestly, like, I don't have any memories of that movie. I know they were <laughs> learning how to fly planes, and there was, like, a big volleyball game. But other than that is, like, oh, they ended up in the water at some point. Oh, I really don't remember what happened in uh, the first Top Gun. But Top Gun You could have used a refresher, maybe. I could have watched Top Gun again going in, but I I mean, I just didn't think it was worth all that. I get it. It was it was basically a big recruiting promo for the Air, for the Navy back in the day. Uh the movie Top Gun Maverick broke the record for biggest Memorial Day opening of all time domestically with 126.7 million from Friday through Sunday and uh that total goes up to 156 million if you add in Monday. The previous record holder for Memorial Day domestic opening weekend was Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. And this was also the biggest opening ever for a Tom Cruise movie. It's the first time that he's uh, had a movie clear $100 million or more. Tom's previous best opening weekend was War of the Worlds, which had a three-day opening Take of sixty four point nine million. Wasn't Tom Cruise in that one too? Yeah, that's what I said. Tom's previous best was <laughs> War of the Worlds. <laughs> so yeah, he. I think he had a role in it. That's correct. Uh, did Did you have a good Memorial Day weekend, Nico? I worked. Oh, did you? Yeah, Joanna taught me how to board up. Really? Yeah. If somebody were to call in and say, "Hey, I'm out at Painted Dunes." <laughs> I need you to put me on the air. Would you have any idea how to get him on the air? Joanna, we didn't get that far. No, yeah. I didn't want to spook right. him. So yeah. that's for next time. Okay. Coming up next no, time, you're going to learn how to do that. <laughs> so the answer is no. Have you been in a situation where you were the only person in the building so far? Yeah. Really? Yeah. And what if somebody called and said, hey, we're doing a live call in. I need you to put me on the air in 30 seconds. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> like I you would have no way of doing it. You'd I have no idea. I scare him like that this past oh, week when he got here. Like, oh, so good news. Funny. You have a remote? Uh, that would be so once, funny. I think the first time I did it, Glenn like asked me to, what's a drop? Put a drop. To and put I a didn't. Drop in I was like, didn't voice no, nope, I can't do that. <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> I don't know what a drop is, okay? See, jo- okay. See, Joanna we'll knows exactly what, not only what it is, but why one would be needed, I yeah. guess. Uh, we've got a lot coming up on the show today. Obi-Wan Kenobi on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, that's the, the headline for today's show. The headline should be Stranger Things. <laughs> is amazing. So it's a really good season. It's so good. I thought you said it had gotten a little, a little bad. Yeah, it had, and then, but because you know, I've already invested so much time into the show, I'm gonna watch this final season. It is so good. What makes this season better than, say, last season or the second season? It's just kind of rounding everything up. Okay. And it's putting a little bow on, on those loose ends already. But each episode is like an hour and a half long, so I'm barely on episode four. 
That's that's cool because I noticed that Obi Wan was also an hour about each the one. Fir- no, the first one was an hour. They got you with like an hour long episode. The second one was more like. So maybe they're minutes. having a trend of for these final seasons or these big banner seasons. They're just going to make each one of them an hour long, but maybe they're going to have less episodes. I don't know. Uh, I think with Obi Wan, they hooked you in with that long episode, and then the second one left you. But all of begging Stranger- for more. All of Stranger Things has been been that long. Joanna? What's that now? They've all been about an hour, not just the first one. No, yeah, they've all been about an hour. And, and they released the entire season, so mm, you go They've released the first part of this final season. Oh, The second tricky. part Well, how many episodes are we talking about? Seven. Oh, okay. and you've and watched four gonna, out of seven. Yeah, and there's going to be about, I think, two more episodes I for the, the second part. I know how people feel about their spoilers. Uh, I don't necessarily share those... Uh, concerns, but I'll try to be respectful of them. <laughs> but does that apply to like a streaming service? I can't service? remember what our rule was. What's our rule? We had a rule. I, I, I can tell you this. I can tell you what's coming up on this season of Obi, if not this season, in the series Obi-Wan Kenobi on Disney Plus by what they put in the trailer. Not the trailer, but the opening credits. So it's like previously on Star Wars or whatever. Right. And they show <laughs> like Anakin turning to the dark side. They show him slaughtering the younglings in the Jedi Temple. It shows him fighting Obi-Wan. So based on what they show, they also show the fight with Darth Maul, where he kills Obi-Wan's mentor, Qui-Gon. So they wouldn't show that if they weren't bringing both of those characters back. And there's an ongoing thing where uh, Ben Kenobi is trying to communicate with with his former master, Qui-Gon. So I have a feeling Qui-Gon's going to show up either as a voice or a ghost or whatever, but also Darth Maul because they would have, you know, just the fact that they showed that scene says they want you to remember, oh, yeah, remember Darth Maul? Also, there's a scene that's a new scene they created that takes place at the Jedi Temple when uh, the... Stormtroopers go in and kill all the. Jedi. I mean, you might as well give a breakdown of well, play I'm, by play. I'm telling you what the <laughs> what the opening scene was, and it's a bunch of younglings, and they run off like they're they're instructors. In the middle killed. of Order sixty six, right? So they're like, we got to run. So it's ten years later. Those kids are going to show up, and they're going to be like 20, 15, 20 years old. So there's going to be like some. some Most people are saying ends. that they are probably the inquisitors. That those kids are the Inquisitors? Yeah, because now the Inquisitors the, are too old. These kids All the old. Inquisitors are... No, incorrect, because those Inquisitors are middle-aged. Those guys are like... Wow. The youngest one might be in that age group, all, and that's Reva, the, the third sister. All the Inquisitors are supposed to be former... Jedi. Well, they might be former Jedi, but they're not these. They're not these young kids because those kids would be much younger than that. But that that was an amazing scene. There's an opening scene with an Inquisitor, and he's trying to ferret out Jedi. It is the best opening scene where somebody's doing like an Inquisit Inquisition. <laughs> I guess is the word. The best opening Inquisition scene since Inglorious Bastards. I mean, it was really great. So. Yeah, all that stuff is coming up, I believe, this season, and it's going to be fantastic. So are we doing spoiler? Can we just talk about... I'm not... I just told you what... The, in the recap, yeah. I'm just telling you stuff that happened in Phantom Menace through Revenge of the Sith, basically. <laughs> what? Are you laughing like a nerd on purpose? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nerds. 
All right. I hope everybody had a great Memorial Day weekend. We're back at it today. And uh, happy day after Memorial Day, everybody. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Let me give out the uh, phone number to get a hold of us if you want to call directly into the studio. Give us a call on the studio line. 910-4995. That's 915-910-4995. You want to leave a message for us? You can call and leave us a message on the neckline. 844-805-NECK. 844-805-6325. So either way, leave a message or call us direct. Podcast publish alert. Podcast publish alert. Alert. Publish alert. Uh, oh my God. I know. For who? Well, that that's just the sound effect. Oh. But that scared me. Uh, Nico, I thought maybe you wanted to let people know <laughs> we're going to start doing the podcast again. We're going to do it every day. We're going to do yeah. it a couple of times a week. What are the rules for the after buzz specifically? We are going to start doing it again uh, semi-weekly. What does that mean? I would say at least two times a week, but up to... That sounds like a good time, like two times Two times a week. A week. Yeah. We'll be, we'll be the minimum. Okay, but we like not specifically on what days? Because I, I would say Tuesdays and Thursdays is what I, I was planning for, but uh, they might get shifted around. So. Well, I know we did one Thursday and Friday, for instance. Yeah, I didn't put those up. The, the, you mean the things that we recorded yeah. and we spent like between the two of them, like an hour and a half doing them. It Neither was not one of an those. hour and a half. I bet you each of them were about forty minutes long. No, they weren't. Okay, well, why didn't you put them up? Um, got busy, got unmotivated, decided wasn't worth your effort. It was Memorial Day. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, it was a holiday oh, weekend. Yeah. All right, it was the freaking pre-kin, man. <laughs> all right, so neither one of those went up. Joanna, yes, tell us about the Buzz Adams on demand. The on demand goes up every day. Every day. Every day. Mm-hmm. Depending on how much work I have to do, it would be up between. An hour or two hours after the show. Okay. And uh, the after buzz, kind of a work in progress, I guess, at this point. <laughs> oh, I, mean, I thought when we had the corporate guys in, like the regional managers and the corporate managers, dude. and you were asking them. And they took a lot of wind out a, of my sails. Right. That was <laughs> what I was going to say. a lot of wind out of mine. I was like, then what the hell am I working an hour right. to two hours they after the show They basically said... For? Podcast don't do anything for us, so if you want to do that on your own time, I guess it's fine. Yeah, it's basically. Like they were not going to give us any support at all for it, which is fine. I mean, really, if you can get away with flying under right, it's probably radar, better. it's probably in the long run going to be better. Which so. I think is going to be true. I think, you know, we, we've, we, are, we have like 70 episodes out already. Um, we, we, we were trying to do them every day. That was a lot, so I think we're just going to go to like a two-a-time, two-a-week two released schedule and probably it'll be Tuesdays and Thursdays. Here's kind of an eerie video. It's a customer walking into a Burger King in a big city in Pittsburgh. I saw on this. On Friday what? and nobody was there. This was eerie, Joanna. What? What do you mean nobody was? Just like a ghost or? No, there were there nobody, was nobody was working. Like the, oh, no, the, there were no the Burger workers. King was open, but there was no worker. All right, so let's hear the guy and then... 
try and search for some kind of explanation for this. Uh, so this could be a sign of staffing shortages, but can you imagine, like, they had somebody scheduled and nobody uh, showed up, so... Well, f- from what I read, that th- that one person did show up. That's why it's open, because it was opened. But then when the per- when the employee found out that everybody else had called in sick, they just left in frustration. Without locking up? I guess so. They're like, make your own damn burgers. Right, I was going to say, this is like a make... Can Make you imagine yeah. all the stuff you can make back this there? This was, by the way, this was in the a afternoon. A Big Mac. This wasn't like right at <laughs> opening time. This was in the afternoon. Uh, the news in Pittsburgh got wind of it, and they say that only one person showed up at work that day. And when they saw that they were the only person that showed up, they quit on the spot. <clears throat> and I guess without locking the door on the way out. A manager eventually showed up. But only to lock the place up until it could be staffed. A Burger King rep is downplaying the problem. They say the shift leader had to leave due to a family emergency, sent the team home, and the door was inadvertently left unlocked. But that does not sound like the story that the one guy who did show up for work is telling. Right. Uh, But a local official... What, like a local Burger King official <laughs> says that it might be a, <laughs> Buzz, right. duh. a local official, you know, uh, said that it might be a sign of the times. A lot of people left the workforce during the pandemic and businesses are still struggling to adapt. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, when, when you're a Burger King, it's the middle of the afternoon. Have you ever gone through a drive through and you're, you're like, okay, Either nobody's here or they're asleep. Oh, all the time. Like, I, I'm never sure when uh, they're open, when a, like a Wendy's on the west side is open or not. So I'll just drive through and sometimes there'll be a person back there. And is that in a specific time of day? Yeah, it's usually at night. Like, it's by like 10 or 11. Like, it's usually later. And I'm like, why would they be closed? But I guess certain franchises close their their stores a little bit earlier than others. I just so. figured out Whataburger says they're open. Like they're serving biscuits hours. and gravies from, from 11 p.m. to 11 a.m. Why don't I go to freaking Whataburger? Man? Yeah. It's right there on the corner. I know it, it takes a little longer. But mm-hmm. you're very limited. When I come into work, like if you wanted to grab breakfast, you could do it at Jack in the Box, Whataburger. Maybe Duncan. Nico Uber eats himself some breakfast on Saturday. Did I? Somebody brought you food. Oh, yeah. No, that was his... I'm sure it was his mom. Oh, was it your mom? Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought you, like, Uber Eats. Stuff. No, I totally didn't Uber I would, Eats. I, sometimes I totally get just get Uber Eats when oh, I'm working here. Oh, that's cool. On a Saturday morning. I guess in a way I did. <laughs> <laughs> you just didn't have those pesky fees. Mom or Eats. <laughs> she was on her way to the West Side Inn or something else. Mm-hmm. And have you I'll seen- be right there, my baby. <laughs> Have you seen those really sad videos where it's just one worker at like a Dunkin' Donuts or something and they're doing everything? I don't know. And they just look like so overwhelmed. And then like the people recording are like, well, why are you the only one here? And they're like, everybody has quit or they've called in sick. Oh, my God. No, I hadn't so, seen those. And so, yeah, maybe this guy was right just to be like, you know what? I quit. I'm not Screw doing this it. by myself. This ain't worth $7 an hour. Yeah. Somebody smeared cake on the Mona Lisa. Way to take my banner headline for news. That's your headline? 
<laughs> that's your kicker? I know, that's my kicker. <laughs> I'll just use this as a teaser then. We're going to find out why somebody smeared cake on the Mona Lisa. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go, go, go through it. Honestly, it's not my kicker. Uh, okay. A 36-year-old climate activist who was a man, a 36-year-old man disguised as an old woman in a wheelchair, mm-hmm. um, used a piece of cake to vandalize the Mona Lisa on Sunday. Uh, he got access to the handicap area right next to the painting. The vandal either threw the cake or smeared it or both. Security removed him from the building. Uh, officials at the Louvre confirmed. And it ended up being a climate change protest. While they were walking the guy out, he yelled, Artists tell you to think of the earth. That's why I did this. What? The Mona Lisa itself wasn't damaged. Thank God. Wow. It has been behind bulletproof glass ever since someone threw a rock at it in 1956. Someone else tried to douse it in acid. Also, what? What is everybody's beef with, with the, the Mona, Mona Lisa? Lisa? Yeah. I don't like the way she's smiling. I don't like the way she's kind of half smiling. It's very passive aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> Well, anyway, this most recent guy tried to smash the glass before smearing the cake. So he was going for, like, doing actual damage to the, you know, this 500-year-old painting. Uh, He's being investigated for damaging a cultural artifact. I know there are some paintings. I think the Mona Lisa is one that says when you see it, it's much smaller Mm -hmm. than you expect it to be. And then there are some paintings like that are famous paintings, and when you see them, it's like, oh, crud. It's like the size of a wall. Right. Right, so... But the Mona Lisa, I think, is one where they say... It's a lot smaller. It's much smaller than what... Do you want me to play the audio? The audio of the guy attacking the Mona Lisa? Yeah. All right. Wow. Oh, no. No, never mind. (laughs) I was going to say. It's always uh, (laughs) good to check your audio. I don't know if I've ever mentioned that in a meeting or anything, but, Mm -hmm. you know. In a meeting, on air. Yeah. Buzz, check your audio before. Yeah. Check your audio. (laughs) Thought that was the actual attack. A guy in... (laughs) A guy in California set a world record by eating three of the world's hottest peppers in eight seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carolina Reapers. I, I've had a Carolina Reaper, and we've done different hot sauce challenges and stuff. I feel like the first one, if you can eat one, I don't know if it compounds the problem. If it's, you can just a, eat one Carolina Reaper, yeah. Yeah, but he ate three of them. And I'm just saying those other two probably... Don't have as much effect as the first one. It's a your different type already of burn. On fire. It's a it's a longer lasting burn, Buzz. Uh, his first attempt was disqualified, so he had to do it again, and that was the winning time. The previous record was three Carolina Reaper peppers in nine point seven two seconds. Oh, so all three were Carolina Reaper peppers. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you said he ate three of the world's... No, three Carolina Reaper peppers. One right after the other in eight seconds. Yes, but they were all Carolina Reaper peppers. I'd imagine he doesn't have time to burn 
I'm sure you could eat like three you, like two seconds. I, I'm wondering if you didn't chew them, like yeah. if you just swallowed, swallowed them direct, would your you know oh, you, you'd burn a hole? It would burn. Yeah. Would it? Yeah, yeah. burn straight down out your butt. Now here's one I think I could do. Like sometimes I hear these crazy Guinness records, and I think, well, there's no way I could do that. I'm not going to let my fingernails get like so long that I'm in the Guinness Book of World Record. Mm-hmm. Uh, a British man broke the Guinness World Record for swinging back and forth on a swing set, <laughs> 36 hours. And I got to tell you, I think I can make a run at it. Okay. What if you had to pee? Uh. There's not even a way of doing that slyly. <laughs> you know, we used to have these marathon things. Uh, our sister station is called Kiss, so they used to have a thing. They were giving away a new car, and the contestants, would be like 15 or 20 of them, would have to put their lips on the car, and you had to stay there. Well, they got a bathroom break like once an hour for five minutes, so I don't know how it works on this, but he probably had you know, some kind of... I don't know. Like, where depends, right? Catheter. Yeah, or, ca- or <laughs> cath it up, right. Here is Richard Scott beginning his 36 hours of swinging on a swing set. <laughs> that was thick. 34 hours. That was on a, the swing. I, Good was luck a, to you, Richard. You could cut that accent with a knife. <laughs> it was so thick. You know what I mean? On a swing, going back and forth. I'm uh-huh. not saying it would be pleasant, and I'm sure that... It'd be it awesome. takes some endurance, but I think I could at least make a make a run at, at something like that. I can't even ride a unicycle or whatever. <laughs> no, but gravity's your friend on a swing. <laughs> and uh, good news, I feel like, for a lot of guys out there. The trends are in for summer, and dad bods are still trendy this summer. Somebody polled over a 1,000 Americans <laughs> and found that dad bods, instead of rad bods, are still trendy, even sexy. Yes! According you to don't this... have a dad bod. Oh. oh, no. Nico has a dad bod. No, he doesn't. How do you know? I... Nico's like a string bean. I see you every day. No, no, he's not. He's got I, that... I, I have like little, little love handles. And a little a... Where? They're in there. He's mm. like, when he takes his shirt off, he's like, you're like, oh, he, you're skinny fat. Skinny fat. <laughs> you're like, s- fat... He's got like that. He's fat, fat. You're just fat, fat. <laughs> He's got love handles, right? But that's not. A and I'm not dad saying you're bod. fat as I am. I am just saying you definitely. When the shirt comes off, you're like, oh, he does. That's a dad bod. He's got a little. No. Candy. He definitely has a little candy coat. Take your shirt off for Joanna, so Take she can see what off. I'm talking about. Come on, just strip that shirt off. That's not a dad. I'm going to give you some. Of, look, look at that. I'm just seeing the back of it. Yeah. Let me see the belly. Come on, take your shirt off. That is not a dad bod. No. So here's what uh, people who responded. 70% of women say they are fans of the dad bod. Yeah, yeah, you are. I love a dad bod. 49% of men. And I can tell you, Nikos is not a dad bod. Three quarters of people defined it. Listen to this. Here's how they defined it. A guy who's still somewhat fit, but with a little extra padding. You're n- you're not somewhat fit. I mean, it's all soft. <laughs> it's all just completely doughy, right? I mean, you agree? You would know, yeah. <laughs> you would know. Stop you would know. What, yeah, stop handles. touching me. Get your own love handles off first, all right? I'm, I'm saying I think Buzz you fit the description. You don't think I have like normal, somewhat fitness to me? No, I no. think it's just like no tone. 
at all. Mm-hmm. Like no no exercise, no working out, and you some terrible habits bod- like smoking and drinking all the time. You know whose dad bod you have? Have you ever seen Full House? Yeah. With Danny Tanner. Yeah. Danny Tanner? Yeah, that's the dad bod Nico has. No. Danny yes. Tanner was probably Bob Saget's dead and he's in better shape than Nico is. <laughs> uh, Again, fat fat. <laughs> Yeah, but it's hard. It's like, not. Uh, oh yeah, no, it's, it's not. hard. Yeah. It's hard from calcification. <laughs> so overall, forty nine percent said that dad bods are sexy, and yeah. uh, about thirty percent say they prefer dad bod over a guy who's all muscle. So if you, it's a dude who's all like just yoked. Thirty percent of women say they'd rather have the guy with the dad bod. You know, has a great dad bod. Who? David Harbour from Stranger Things. <laughs> that's a good that's that's a example. Sometimes you, Matt Damon, depending on what he's in. Right, right, you know, right. Sometimes he's got a dad bod going. Thor. Thor. Oh, Thor, when he was fat Thor. Do you think you're fit, Buzz? Yeah. What? Really? Yeah. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could do individual oh, strengths. Of, I could do Buzz individual thing. feats of strength. <laughs> But you even saying that is the most laugh-worthy. That's the recycler, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think so, too, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, if you are into dad bods, this is a good time for you. There might be more dad bods out there than ever before. Uh, 31% of men who have one said that they really developed it over the pandemic. So uh, is there any stamp of approval out there for mom bods yet? Because no, I gotta tell there you, never will be. I'm a fan. I like them. You're a fan of my, mom mom. bod. I like the mom good. bod. Good. Good to know. Not like my mom's age. Okay. I'm still talking about like women that are 20 years younger than me, but uh, yeah, we need Young to, moms, if yeah, you young, will. Young mom. <laughs> El Paso mom bods. <laughs> it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. This hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is brought to you by Pumping Ink Tattoo, the corner of Dyer and Monroe, just moments from Fort Bliss. Find them on social media or at PumpingInkTattoo.com. That is PumpingInkTattoo.com. I got sunshine today, uh, sunshine tomorrow, and then by Thursday, a chance of rain in the forecast. It seems like it's been a long time since we had any rain. 96 today's high temperature, 100 for Wednesday. Then it's going to cool off a little bit on Thursday, and then in the afternoon, Thursday uh, afternoon, evening, and overnight, looks like we might have a uh, 20 or 30% chance of rain. Uh, also on Friday, mostly sunny, but uh, going to stick around a 15% chance of rain is going to stay in the forecast for Friday, too. And then the rain moves out by the weekend. El Paso weather brought to you by Painted Dunes Desert Golf Course. You can set up all your tee times and reservations online at PaintedDunes.com or give them a call, 821-2122. That's 915-821-2122 for Painted Dunes Desert Golf Course. Uh, Joanna, let's do the uh, Mo Show calendar coming up here in just a few minutes, all right? Okay. The husband of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi was arrested for DUI after, and I forget, it was like a sports car. It was a Ferrari or something. Oh, my God. Yeah. And Pelosi's husband is like, 
I, I don't know, like her, like a hundred, hundred ten, maybe. Right. Uh, her husband, Paul Andy. Pelosi, was arrested uh, after the eighty-two. Eighty-two. Nancy Pelosi, by the way, was not there. In fact, she wasn't even in the state. She was all the way across the country at Brown University, doing it, giving a commencement speech. Television Tonight, America's Got Talent returns. It's the 17th season premiere of Mm. America's Got Talent. That is tonight, 7 o'clock on NBC. Followed by the series premiere of Dancing With Myself. Dancing with myself. I'm always dancing with myself. So they're not dancing with anybody, not stars. Well, in that song, I think dancing with myself is a gross. Keep it to yourself. Yeah, for for wanking it. Yeah. So maybe that's what the contest is. (laughs) I thought everybody knew that. Why don't you tune in and let us know by tomorrow? Uh, So dancing with myself. Who was? Who does dancing with myself? Date. Billy. Billy Idol. Billy Idol. Is it Billy right? Idol. Dancing with myself. I think Billy Idol confirmed that is definitely about tossing off. Tossing off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so on Dancing with Myself, twelve people do dance challenges. Okay. That's what we're calling it now. <laughs> Set by Shakira, Nick Jonas, and Liza Koshy. Uh, over on Hulu, FX on Hulu, Pistol. It's a six-episode limited series about the Sex Pistols. Oh. Well, Obi Wan Kenobi's great. They had two episodes <laughs> on posted on Friday at Disney Plus, and it was just fantastic. I mean, it was really, really great. They finally got a little kid in that series who's not just annoying as hell. I mean, I hate to say it, but. Throughout Star Wars, some of the little kids have been like, well. Awful. I mean, I don't want to point fingers, but. <laughs> uh, so, what's our rule on spoilers for TV series? Um, I say let them fly. I, I say too, because I really want to talk about Stranger Things. Yeah. Uh, all, right. all right. So, what's get, get me caught up. Say I, say I haven't watched since the first season. I don't even think I finished the first season. And here's what I think was going on. It's a bunch of kids in mm-hmm. freaking Midwest, <laughs> and I guess there's some kind of weird experiments going on. Did the on. government tap into another dimension? Yeah. Yes. Right. And so there are creatures, or at least one creature, and also there's a little that bald-headed girl through. who right. bleeds through her nose and really likes Pop-Tarts, and she's got some kind of powers as well. What, she's and from that era? But that- she, yes, but she is number 11, which means there were other children, and in this season i think we're gonna find out a little bit more about what some of the, the other ones but they all came from the other universe or the no they were made like regular <sighs> babies mm. but with like psychic powers or whatever. yes and now we find our heroes split between the midwest in hawkins indiana and in california oh that's what you do when your series starts to jump the shark, you move them off the couch. That's what Laverne one. and Shirley did, man. <gasps> that's right. <laughs> I think anyway, that's what Happy Days did. Anyway, when we they find jumped the shark. Happy Days never moved to California. We but, find our favorite dad bod stuck <laughs> in Russia. Who's that, Patrick Wilson? No. Uh, what's that dude's name? Pat- David, David Harbour. Harbor. Patrick Wilson doesn't come out in Stranger Things. I know. I, those are two actors I also get. 
Patrick Wilson also has a great dad bod. Yeah, that's probably Should why I, I just get do a gallery today of great dad, dad bods? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll be a model. Anyway, it's getting really would, good, so, but each episode is like an hour long. Who are the who are the antagonists? So you've got the kids, and I guess you've got the sheriff, but who are the people? Are they trying to get them? Also, is Winona Ryder still part of it? Yes, she is. She's the one that moved her kids and 11 to California. So they're all living there. The others are living in Hawkins. Some serious stuff is going down in Hawkins now because there's a new kind of demogorgon. They didn't shut down whatever the research facility is or whatever? It kind of did get shut down, but we're seeing like a resurgence of it. I think that's supposed to be a spoiler. Oh. Is Matthew Modine still in on the show? Yes. Okay. Do you still see the inside out or the upside down? The upside down, yeah. The inside out. Are there still... <laughs> Can you can you still only communicate with Christmas lights? No. Okay. That was with season one. That right. Moving along. Season one is as far as I got. <laughs> Do yourself a favor. If you've ever liked any aspect of the Star Wars universe, <laughs> Obi Wan Kenobi. Okay. Is awesome. It really was good. I saw it too. And I saw Top Gun Maverick, and they had a few flashbacks, like to set up the conflict between. Everyone's saying it's the best movie ever. Is it? <laughs> okay, Whatever. Buzz is never going to be somebody that goes, he will never rave about anything. True. He doesn't like joy. He doesn't like like being really positive about things. So there will be That's never true. something that he... he I, don't, I don't think I just loved the first time. I mean, I didn't... It was definitely a good movie, but I I've don't, never seen the first one. If eh. I've never seen the first one, do I have to watch it in order to... Well, they, to had, they showed a few scenes. Yeah, you should. Establishing, okay, well, he mm. lost his wing. You won't know who Goose is. Yeah, you and, won't know who Iceman is. It has to set up all that. And as they're showing the scenes for the first movie, I realize I don't remember... I really don't remember enough about the first It's on Paramount movie. Plus right now. No. Yeah. Just watched uh, part of it yesterday. Yeah, no, because it. the trailers for Top Gun Maverick said only in theaters. No, not the new Top Gun. I'm saying the old Top Gun. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were saying the, the new original Top, Gun. Top Gun. The original, if you want. Top Gun Maverick is the one that's in theaters only. Yeah, and ever like I had heard a reviewer saying it's it's way better than the first one. The first one was a cliched story that they actually worked really hard on the story for this one. The the effects, everything is just way better. The mission reminds me very much of Star Wars One, the fir- very first. Which Star was Wars. the one of the best Star Wars. I mean, that's one of the greatest Star Wars yeah, yeah. that there is. I know. So that tells me that this might have a really good plot. Then okay, well, go see it then. I it was fine. It was great. Was it? The, <laughs> Joanna <laughs> it was asked fine. me, "Is it the greatest movie I've ever seen?" No, it's not the greatest mm. movie I've ever okay. seen. But I also went to go see. It's not Shakespeare in Love. Everything, <laughs> everywhere. All oh, all at once? Is that the that one, one that's like multi- multiverses? Yeah. yeah. And was the actress from Crouching, Crouching Tiger? Tiger, Hidden Dragon? Yeah. I think Michelle Michelle Yeoh. Yeoh. Mm-hmm. Also, the actor who played Short Round in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom and Data in Goonies got out of the showbiz for like 30 years. Mm-hmm. So this is his first comeback, and he's got a leading role. And I'm very sorry, I don't know the actor's name, so can we just agree to call him Short Round? <laughs> or is that or is that not? I mean, we can honestly K- Google his Kwan. name. <laughs> hey, what? K- 
Kehui Kwan. So anyway, he's Data. back. <laughs> Data. He's back. Wow. Was that a good movie? I don't know, man. It was really weird, <laughs> and I, I probably I think I fell asleep for about fifteen minutes. <laughs> God, there's a, but there's a universe out there where we all have suck, hot dog man. fingers. I can tell you that without spoiling anything. <laughs> so you don't want to find yourself in the uh, the hot dog finger universe. That's for sure. Buzz falls asleep at movies. Yeah. Well, we went to the ten o'clock show. My daughter really wanted to see morning? it. In the morning? No, ten at night. At bro. night. What were you doing out past your bedtime? I had mentioned earlier in the day, do you want to go see this movie? My daughter said, oh, yeah, I really do. And she hardly ever gets enthusiastic about anything. And then I looked in the listings, and 10 o'clock was the earliest it was showing anywhere. And when 10 o'clock rolled around, she brought it up, so that means she hadn't forgot about it. Are we still going to this? You're like, oh, Oh, yes, (laughs) I guess. You and your memory. Did you guys get to spend a little bit of the holiday weekend together? Yeah. Yeah. She's decided she's going to become a movie buff, and there's an app she downloaded. Oh, did she like uh, Kill Bill? I, I introduced Kill Bill to <laughs> her. You introduced this Well, because I guess Buzz took, uh, introduced Pulp Fiction Pulp to her. Pulp Fiction. And did you like that? Uh, you know, she had a lot of questions about... Gimps? You know, I no, but I had to tell her. Like, I I did. You're all because I did uh, about th- the plot being out of order and how the and you know. Kind oh of man, show guarantee- her memento. Oh yeah. No kidding. <laughs> well, that's all. That's all di- backwards, right? Yeah. Uh, let's take a look at our Mosho calendar <laughs> and daily almanac of events. Happy Smile Day, everybody! Today's National Smile oh. Day. That's nice. Oh, and this is Why nice. Why do we smile at each other? Today's, <laughs> today's National Necrotizing Fasciitis Awareness Day. Oh, that's oh nice. Oh, my goodness. Do you know what that is, Buzz? No. It's probably like like a flesh-eating disease yeah, or something. Yeah, it's the flesh-eating flesh disease <clears throat> bug. Uh, birthdays today include Azalea Banks, who I assume is a singer or rapper, possibly. I don't She's know. She's a sure. rapper. Yes. She's 31. Azalea Banks is only 31? Damn. Yeah. Why does she feel like she's old? Oh, yeah. That makes me feel old. Birthday for Waka Flocka Flame. <laughs> Waka Flocka Flame. Waka Flocka Flame is 36 today. Uh, Colin Farrell, who was unrecognizable as the Penguin in The Batman, is 46. Have you still not seen I still The haven't. Batman? Mm-mm. You haven't seen it? No, because HBO, right? I want to see it like... In the perfect setting at night with the big bowl popcorn. I actually enjoyed it a lot more on TV than I did in the theater, and I don't know what that's all about, but it was <laughs> actually much better when I watched it at home on TV. Uh, so Colin Farrell is 46. Brooke Shields has a birthday today. She's 57. Oh, wow. And 80s rocker Corey Hart turned 60 today. His big hit. From like when I was in high school. Uh-huh. I wear my sunglasses at night. So I can, so I can. Do something. What does he do? So I can. Sunglasses. So that's all I remember. Rob of Storm. Right. <laughs> do a Blues Brothers tribute. Keep track of the visions in my uh. eyes. What? I wear my sunglasses indoors because, because I'm a Chad. (laughs) (laughs) 
So anyway, Corey Hart, 60. Uh, Leah Thompson, who was Marty's mom in Back to the Future, is 61 today. Uh, Chris Elliott, most recently in S Creek, but also uh, got his start appearing uh, on The Letterman Show on Late Night with David Letterman. He had his own sitcom, Get a Life, which was only on for a season or two, but it was very good. Uh, Chris Elliott, 62. He was also in, um, oh gosh, Joanna, what's the movie? Cabin Boy. No, not Cabin Boy. (laughs) He was in Cabin Boy. What's the one where Chris Rock voices a germ? Osmosis Jones. Osmosis Jones, thank you. That's where I know Chris (laughs) Elliott from. Uh, he was, uh, he was Woogie in Something About Mary. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he was Woogie. But you guys are forgetting that. It was a pretty major that, aspect of his 90s career. That gem. Actor Tom Berenger, who was in the first major league, Platoon, and Training Day, 73 today. And a Hall of Fame quarterback and Hall of Fame skirt chaser. I'm just going to come right out and say it. Joe Namath is having a birthday today. <laughs> Broadway Joe. Happy birthday. What do you 79. mean a skirt chaser? Was he always known for having girls around? Oh, yeah, yeah. He was a real sex symbol when he was playing. Hold on. Let me see if I've got this saved. Uh, this was on the sidelines about 10 years ago, and I think the sideline reporter is it's not Michelle Tafoy. Maybe Susie Culver is talking to Joe, who's like into his 20th drink of the night. Oh my God, there's a lot of shirtless pictures of him on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Joe. So when I say when I say Joe Namath is a notorious skirt sh- chaser, it's like he's still he's still chasing. Him, Me you know? too, Joe. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. I don't care that the team is struggling. Sometimes I'll say the word struggling, like like, like Joe Namath, yeah, just as a throwback. <laughs> uh, so Joe Namath, seventy nine, also Sharon Gless, who played Cagney and Cagney and Lacey. She's seventy nine today. And Clint Eastwood, one of the greatest movie stars and directors, I guess, of all time, is 92. So happy 92nd birthday uh, to Clint Eastwood. And the one other thing that I uh, wanted to bring up from the calendar today is that today is Autonomous Vehicle Day. Because the first autonomous vehicle drove itself, like in regular traffic, not on a controlled track, Five years ago. Wow. Yeah, this is Autonomous Vehicle Day. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Yeah, whenever I would check in and out of the news or, you know, hear something in the news, it sounded like like there was more stuff coming out about specifically the, the police response in Uvalde, and it just sounded like uh, it just kept getting worse and worse mm-hmm. for yeah. them. Uh like I think they came out and said the wrong decision was made, so they're they're putting that on the uh, Uvalde cops. This must be a tough day. This is the one week ago. I mean, think about it. just seven short days ago, these parents were dropping their kids right. off at school and getting them ready. And I just got to think, 
you know, that's going through their mind. I can't believe one week ago, you know, I said uh, goodbye to my yeah. kid for the for the last time, and now the funerals are are uh, coming up over the next day or so. Um, the blame for the excruciating delay in going in and taking out the gunman at Uvalde at uh, Uvalde Elementary School, Rob Elementary School. Even as parents were outside begging, just let us go right. in. If you guys won't do us, just don't. Weren't they like handcuffing some of the parents? There have because... been uh, reports that some of the parents were tased and uh-huh. some of them were handcuffed. There was uh, one report that a woman did somehow run around and went in the school and got, and her, got kids her kids and came out with her kids. And, you know, you had... I, I, I don't want to come off as too anti-cop. I think the cops get a lot of blame but I think they get a lot of credit for stuff they don't deserve to. So I think, you know, on the <laughs> you one think hand, it evens out. You're moderate. <laughs> no, I just think that I'm when cynical it kicks all the in, way around. You're imagining, well, why didn't somebody go in and John Wick this guy? But that's, you know, that's not how the real world in in a drama like a cop show or a movie, a cop would have gone in and would have taken out the bad guy, and maybe that's what we're supposed to expect. But then if you got if you got a dozen of these guys or more just milling around outside, nobody wants to go in and, you know, you could hear the shots going off. I, I mean, at some point we've got to have a conversation about the default not being, oh, well, we assume almost all cops are heroes who would rush in at, at the first sign of danger. I, I mean, that would be nice if that were the truth it would be nice you know and maybe somebody who didn't rush in on that day might have rushed in you know done something very heroic on another day but it sounds like these cops in uvalde are really well first of all you 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 can't you can't talk about this if you're not talking about it in the right way it it wasn't up to individual cops whether they would go in there's any individual cop could there's a scene yeah whatever you don't know know. there's a scene commander screw it i'm going in you don't know what you're talking about there's you honestly don't i mean would you go in no, not without the not without the training and the. If, the if, if I were one of the parents and my kid was inside, there's a very good chance. Yeah, like a lot of those parents, I think if they just said go on, do what you can, th- those parents would have gone in without body armor, without guns. If your kid was in there, I think that's... without any understanding of the situation, yep. how many gunmen there were, how many. Right, I think if it's a parent and you can hear the pop pops going off in the background, I think a lot of those parents absolutely would have gone in and. Taking their chances. Yeah, you you don't have kids. You don't know. I mean, you don't know exactly. No, that's not what, what I'm like. saying. I'm saying the point is that it, you can't say all these officers made a bad decision. When what happens is there's an incident commander. There's one guy, and he was the one. And he's incidentally enough, he was also the um, the Uvalde uh, school d- the district's police chief as well. It was the same person as the incident commander, and he was the one telling people to stay back. And and hold, hold the up. Uh, the director of state police said the commander of the scene. I think this is who you're talking about, Pete Arredondo. Yep. Quote made the wrong decision not to breach a classroom at Rob Elementary School, believing the gunman was barricaded inside and that there were no children at risk. So a, a barricade makes a difference. You apparently you do have to slow down. But um, according to the National Tactical Officers Association, uh, they said the commander's determination was 100% flawed. If you're in a classroom with innocent victims, and I know that shots have been fired, I need to engage you. 
even if you stop firing, I'm going to make entry into the room so we can begin to administer life-saving aid to any potential victims. Uh, Officers, according to Steve McCraw, the head of the Texas Department of Public Safety, uh, officers waited over an hour to breach the classroom. Yeah, that shouldn't have happened. 19 children and two teachers were, were killed in the shooting. Yeah, I think it's really, you know, again, I think it's really easy to Monday morning quarterback a situation like this and say you should have run in, but you got to think, you know, if if you're there fearing the worst and you know that shots have been fired, an officer could have said, you know what, it, this may cost me my badge, but I'm going to go. That's what they would do in the movies, right? Yeah, I guess life isn't the movies. I, I think that's the point I'm trying to make, and you expect some superhero cop to go in there, and maybe cops, for the most part, are afraid of getting shot every day, and they're not going to rush in. And they're well, not gonna nobody's going to rush into a situation where you don't know the facts. You're not going to rush into something where there's multiple well, shooters. Everybody, everybody that's analyzing this from the higher up is saying that they should have done exactly. Oh what no, you're they, saying. Should have, they should they have. They should have breached. They should so have when you say in, nobody's going. What, to. What I was saying is nobody's going to go in by themselves without their incident commander support, without their their you know. Their mm. their buddies protecting them on their side. Um. Anyway, it it doesn't look good for the cops in Uvalde, and I just wonder what kind of mental state some of those police officers are in. But uh, like, I was w- looking for any kind of information here that's like, okay, well, let's not go so hard on the cops for a second. But all of it seems to be pretty. I'm sure there were some officers stuff. who wanted to go in. I'm sure there's some officers who were. We're pleading with the incident if commander. A, if a cop had, I believe if a cop on the scene had wanted to enough, they would have just said, I'm going to go gonna, in. Screw yeah, you. I'm going to go in. I believe so. Uh, we've got that coming up and news headlines. Well, we've got a lot of news to cover, but this is the one. I don't know. Just that sort of thing when you wake up and you realize, you know, just one week ago, it may seem arbitrary, but just one week ago, you know. The, these the, the people there in Uvalde, their world just changed forever. Uh, let's take a break. If you want to give us a call, the studio line is 910-4995. That's 915-910-4995. You can leave a message for us. Those uh, usually get replayed on the air unless you're like one of our one of our old callers on the neckline who has just gone full tilt racist. Joanna, I can't play any more oh, calls. No. Oh, it's just, I mean, the deterioration of our one caller, <sighs> Dean from Abilene, is just, yeah. I mean, if I played it for you, it's, it's like red flag territory oh, stuff. No. So, uh, toll free neckline is 844 neck. That's 844-805-6325. And we'll come back in just a moment. Nico Ajimian has news headlines coming up for us. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau introduced gun legislation to buy back assault weapons and prevent handgun ownership. I'll have the details next in news. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Here is Nico Ajimian with our top stories of the day. Good morning, Nico. Good morning, Buzz. The remnants of Hurricane Agatha, the first Pacific storm of the year, could redevelop as it enters Atlantic waters. The Category 2 hurricane made landfall in Mexico yesterday afternoon and is expected to weaken as as it makes its way inland. The National Hurricane Center says there's a 50-50 chance that what's left of the storm could redevelop into the Atlantic's first named storm of the season. If it does, the storm will be renamed Tropical Storm Alex. This is only the third hurricane ever to make landfall in Mexico in a May season, so be prepared 
for more bad weather. Did you get that, Buzz? That the Pacific's first hurricane? No, no, no. Can it go all the, go did, into the Atlantic? Yeah, I think it probably hit landfall in the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, it says there's a fifty-fifty chance. Yeah, no, but I think that it didn't go all the way across the Mexican mainland from the Pacific. No, I think no, no, it no, 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 no. Went from the Gulf of Mexico, probably, is what you're seeing there. It just it's just an interesting. We should have a remain in Mexico policy for, for the weather. Yeah. <laughs> we need the Title Forty Two the, the hurricanes. Get get with Greg Abbott on that. Yeah. Europe, European Union European Union leaders reached a compromise Monday to impose a partial oil embargo on Russia at a summit focused on helping Ukraine with a long delayed package of sanctions that was blocked by Hungary. The watered-down embargo covers only Russian oil brought in by sea, allowing temporary exemption for imports delivered by pipeline. EU Council President Charles Michel said on Twitter, The agreement covers more than two-thirds of oil imports from Russia, cutting a huge source of financing for its war machine and putting maximum pressure on Russia to end the war. Sorry. He was trying to throw something, but like really cool behind his back, and he couldn't do it. <laughs> In a press conference Monday afternoon, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau announced the introduction of legislation to implement a national freeze on handgun ownership throughout the country. The new legislation makes it no longer possible to buy, sell, transfer, or import handguns anywhere in Canada. Prime Minister Trudeau said, in other words, we're capping the market for handguns. What do you think of that, Buzz? Uh, if it seems like they're skipping a step, they've already got an assault weapons ban in Canada. So, like, that's already in place. You can't, there's a ban, you, like, you can't buy assault weapons in Canada. But uh, I guess part of this new announcement, Canadian Minister of Public Safety Marco Mendocino also said that a mandatory buyback program for assault-style weapons will go into effect later this year if the bill passes, calling it Canada's most significant action on gun violence in a generation. Do you want to hear a little bit from the Canadian Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau? Yeah. You want me to play those? I saw you bring it up, so. Right. Uh, so we're talking about Canada, not the U.S. here. Mm-hmm. But if if you were to extrapolate, like way, I, I think way more people are killed and crimes are committed using handguns than rifles, right? Including the AR-15. It's just that when the AR-15 is used, it's in uh, things like Sandy Hook and mm-hmm. Uvalde and well, I guess El Paso. It, I guess handgun violence is more of a problem than we had thought before in uh, in Canada. Well, I can remember when the entire debate was all about handguns in the United States. Everything was like, we're going to pass a handgun bill. We're going to pass a handgun bill. They outlawed assault style weapons in two thousand in nineteen ninety four, and that ban in the United States that expired in two thousand four. Mm-hmm. Um. But a lot of the gun control debate of the 70s, 80s, and even the 90s were more about handguns. It was like, hey, I can see why you'd have a rifle, you know, especially if you lived in a rural area, but even for home protection. But what does anybody really need a handgun for Mm -hmm. is what the argument used to be. So here's a little more from Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. 
And what Prime Minister Trudeau is talking about is the mandatory assault-style gun uh, buyback program. I guess he's saying if people don't want to sell their assault rifles back to the government, then they're going to have to make them inoperable. I'm picturing like in a Bugs Bunny cartoon where Elmer Fudd and he takes his gun, ties a knot in the barrel of the gun, but I don't know what. It's like, what are you going to do? Go to door to door. You got any assault weapons in there? Oh, yeah, I got a couple. All right, well, we're going to have to disable them permanently. Are you sure you still want to keep them? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Sorry, buddy. Well, a Cape Coral, Florida 10-year-old was arrested on Saturday for making a threat against his school. Investigators were told about a text message sent by the boy that contained a threat against Patriot Elementary School. Police interviewed the boy after conducting analytical research. And the threat turned out to be a fake. But the sheriff, Carmine Marceno, made it plain that it's no joke. Right now is not the time to act like a little delinquent. It's not funny. This child made a fake threat, and now he's experiencing real consequences. It's unknown whether he stayed in a juvenile facility or was released to his parents. Well, I've got another story also from Florida, but it's about an 18-year-old who, and and this one I think is a little more interesting because it's an 18-year-old who actually posed with pictures of gun. Uh, he was arrested. Detectives arrested the 18-year-old Florida man after receiving a tip that he threatened a mass shooting on social media. Hmm. His post showed him with a handgun, a rifle, and a tactical-style vest, along with the caption reading, Hey Siri, directions to the nearest school. Anderson was arrested at his home near Tampa on Sunday and charged with a written or electronic threat to conduct a mass shooting. He's probably going to claim it was was a joke. Yeah, but I guess now's not the time to be cute or joke about things like that. Deputies discovered that the weapons in the photo were airsoft guns. Uh Uh-huh. This man intentionally, this is a statement from the Hillsborough County Sheriff, Chad Cronister. This man intentionally instilled fear into our community as a sick joke. But be warned, this is no laughing matter. So, you know, kind of the same verbiage there uh, from the story that you had. And, you know, uh, being a comic, you may think, oh, well, you should be able to appreciate somebody just being, saying a joke or taking a joke. Um, you can't just yell fire in a crowded theater. You know, you can't just make threats or joke about things uh, that could cause or a potential problem later on, a, a legal problem. Uh, well, this guy got arrested and booked, and I don't know like what how this is going to affect his criminal record or his ability to procure guns in the future if he right. wants one. You know, I don't know if that's a permanent red flag. Probably not. But it seems like parents are and uh, school age kids and administrators are on high alert, hyper vigilant to a lot of these red flags right now, which is a good thing. Parts of South Dakota and Minnesota have been dealing with severe weather this Memorial Day weekend. The eastern portion of South Dakota is getting hit right now, and so is part of central Minnesota. With what? With large hail. That's right. Forecasters warned of large hail, wind gusts of up to 80 miles per hour, and possible tornadoes. And by various accounts, they got all three of those things. Minneapolis and Fargo were among the cities under these storm warnings. But they're not still getting like blizzards and snow and stuff. Or are they? This was just this weekend, Memorial Day, yeah. And in the city of Forada, at least 75 structures were damaged, numerous trees uprooted and stripped from an afternoon tornado, and high winds that also left residents without power. 
While there have been no confirmations of fatalities or significant injuries, officials are waiting for daylight to get a gander at the true level of destruction Mother Nature left behind. You check on your mom? Nah, she's fine. Here's something. (laughs) (coughs) Right, Joanna? Jesus. (laughs) All right. The CDC is warning of a potential COVID rebound after taking Paxlovid, a medication to keep high-risk patients out of the hospital. CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky said patients may be getting symptoms soon after taking the medication, but the benefit outweighs the risk. If you take Paxlovid, you might get symptoms again, she explained. We haven't yet seen anybody who has returned with symptoms needing to go to the hospital, so generally it's going to be a milder course. Of the patients who have been taking the medication, no one has needed to be hospitalized yet. According to the CDC, the antiviral pill reduces the risk of hospitalization by 90%. Pfizer, the maker of Paxlovid, is seeing a rebound rate of only 2%. So you only have about 2% chance of getting COVID again if you take the Paxlovid. Video obtained by ABC News from outside Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas, includes a portion of what appears to be police radio chatter of a dispatcher detailing a 911 call from a student inside and would make it appear at least some officers with radios were being informed about the 911 calls. The Justice Department will conduct a critical incident review to examine the law enforcement's response. While this is not a criminal investigation, the idea is to try and understand the decisions made by law enforcement that day and why. This is the same kind of investigation that was conducted after the Pulse nightclub shooting in Orlando in 2016. The takeaway there was that in cases of mass shootings, there is a need for police to take quick action, even without reliable information. In Uvalde, the video suggests that there were attempts being made to provide officers on the scene that critical information. Here is that... uh, 911 call that they're saying was was being relayed to officers in in real time. It seems like even very early on I I I hate to say it but it seems like they were trying to spin it in a more positive way. Yeah. Like when they realized what had happened and we were just finding out and you were hearing about some of these local police officials and then their bosses, you know, you got some of the 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 those that are higher up the chain of command are like, "Well, they lied to us." about what had actually happened. So, it I mean, it's sounding kind of like they knew that they'd messed up and right. that it was going to look really bad for them. Well, you're, you're saying in the way that they were kind of delaying a little bit of the information they were giving out about the timeline of things, uh, that first few days they were trying to kind of... It seemed like there was a little delay tactic. Slow walk it, yeah. On. They were slow walking it. Well, uh, you're right. You're absolutely right. Um Texas Department of Public Safety Colonel Steve McCraw acknowledged errors in the police response to Tuesday's mass shooting. The on-scene commander, who is also the Uvalde School District Police Chief, believed that it had transitioned from an active shooter to a barricaded subject. Yeah, but I'm hearing reports that you could still hear shots going off. Yes. Sporadically and throughout that hour. It was the wrong decision. Okay. Period. Right. So there's no excuse for that. even, Even the police on the state level... Uh, are saying it was the wrong decision to make. So we're that's we're not even debating we're not even debating whether it was wrong or right. It was wrong to wait. And uh, there is an organization called the National Tactical Officers Association. They're the only association that has a curriculum for teaching law enforcement officials active shooter drills. 
the executive director said that commander's determination was a hundred percent flawed. Uh, that even a barricade calls for officers to go in. If you're in a classroom with innocent victims and I know that shots have been fired, I need to engage you. Even if you stop firing, I'm going to make entry into the room so we can begin to administer life-saving aid to any victims. Now, I don't know if you remember Columbine, but a lot of the strategy police used in active shooters changed after Columbine. Prior to Columbine, law enforcement was commonly trained in tactical principles called ICE, which stood for isolate the suspect, contain the suspect, and evacuate the scene. However, after Columbine, law enforcement began to reprioritize their focus and uh, become more about acting on behalf of those who are in harm's way rather than protecting themselves. So it looks like, yep, some mistakes have been made, and we'll probably be hearing a lot more about them uh, a few days. The Scripps National Spelling Bee kicks off today in National Harbor, Maryland. It'll be the first fully in-person event for the competition since 2019. Now, you spelling bugs out there will be wanting to see this. More than 200 spellers representing four countries. They don't even use real words anymore as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) Like the words they used, it's like, that's not a word. Yeah. I mean, I I consider myself... Abrogate? Yeah. I consider myself somebody who has a fairly... Decent vocabulary. vocabulary, but I don't know any of those words that they're doing. Did you ever do good in spelling? No. Okay. That, might, remember, that might have a I remember more in fourth grade, I got eliminated on tall, T-A-L-L. Tall? How, what do you mean tall? Can, can you use it in a sentence, please? I thought, That's how I imagine. I thought the teacher said doll, so I spelled doll. Did you have a southern Aww. accent when you grew up? Uh, probably. I mean, because I didn't think of any of my friends as having Southern accents, but when I go back home, it's like they all have oaky accents. They all have some oaky accent. I can just hear it buzz. Tall. Origin of the word, please. Oh, we didn't. We didn't have all that. This was just like the class spelling bees. So That's part it, of the class ones. Yeah, but we didn't. We weren't allowed to ask the teacher the th- origin of the word or anything. It wasn't like an official. Or it use just, it in a sentence, please. Yeah, it's the official rules. God, I mean, still to this day, there's about a hundred words that I misspell every single time, and it's just spell check catches them every single time. <laughs> like receive, I can't get the I or the E right anytime I write. Now you'll receive. never know how to spell no, it. Yeah, right now, it, spell check better not go anyplace, or I'm gonna misspell receive for the rest of my life without spell check. Well, more than 200 spellers uh, <laughs> representing four countries will compete for fifty thousand dollars. Uh, 200 sounds like a lot, but it's a much smaller group of spellers than pre-pandemic due to schools and sponsors dropping out of the program. LeVar Burton will serve as host with the spelling Ah. bee airing on ION and Bounce television stations. I have never even heard of those television stations. ION and Bounce. I can spell both of those, though. (laughs) ION. Uh, Origin of the word, please. (laughs) Preliminary rounds will take place today and Wednesday, followed by the finals on Thursday. The remains of unknown American soldiers who died in North Africa during World War II will finally be brought home and identified. The U.S. Embassy in Tunisia made the announcement yesterday. The U.S. and Tunisian government signed a memorandum that will allow the U.S. to exhume the remains of unknown soldiers from the North African American Soldier Cemetery and repatriate them for identification and reunification with family members. 
The Defense POW MIA Accounting Agency will take on that difficult task. The cemetery, which is the only American cemetery in North Africa, contains 2,841 U.S. service members. K-pop sensations BTS are in Washington, D.C. today ahead of a big meeting this week. They arrived in the nation's capital Sunday Sunday, except for Jungkook, who arrived a day earlier. The boy band is due to meet with President Biden at the White House today, and they'll be talking about a growing number of anti-Asian hate crimes. Inclusion will also be a topic of discussion. This visit is coming a year after the president signed the COVID-19 Hate Crimes Act into law. You forgot we even had that? The COVID-19... Oh, because people were like, you look Asian. The Kung COVID flu. Is your, yeah, right. Kung flu. I can't believe there were some people going around calling it the Kung flu. Oh, Can you people. imagine? <laughs> a California man is behind bars after allegedly trying to deliver a backpack full of drugs to a San Bernardino County jail. Police said Luis Caballar asked to be buzzed in and informed staff at the High Desert Detention Center that he was there to deliver the drugs on Sunday. The 29-year-old was instructed to wait outside the detention center until staff could assist him. Caballar was arrested after deputies found nearly two pounds of marijuana, a substance believed to be methamphetamine and drug paraphernalia. Police suspect he was also under the influence. Yeah, under the influence or not, there's got to be... Buzz thinks that he was set up, Joanna, I think by his friends. Maybe like a, an extremely low IQ. Like somebody with an IQ of like 60. And and that they just tricked him into going to the... Well, not his friend. Somebody who <laughs> they legitimately wanted him to bring drugs, but it sounds like the type of thing. And I, I, I would just say anybody who's ever, you know, experimented with recreational drugs, yeah, you... I, I don't think... Uh, any of those drugs are going to make you walk into a, a police prison. Yeah, like, a prison. Hey, I got I got drugs for everybody. You Delivery. <laughs> All right. Lastly, we told you back in April about the return of Taco Bell's Mexican pizza, and <gasps> after a hiatus back in 2020, but apparently it's going away again. Uh, they, that's how they, they get you, man. They, I think they didn't have enough of the ingredients, right? So Mexican pizza came back a few months ago, and now it's going away again. After a purported letter to employees was posted on Reddit, uh, they were told it's not coming back anytime soon. The letter says the Mexican pizza will return later this year. You'll hear more from us as the date approaches. We're working diligently with our restaurant and suppliers to get more back in the hands and stomachs of our biggest fans. Also delayed, Mexican pizza, the musical, a live music production that included Dolly Parton as one of its creators. As you may know, the debut had been planned for May 26th. Wasn't Doja Cat involved yeah. in that somehow? The company said that the musical will still go on, but fans will need to keep their eyes open for more information on the new debut date. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Joanna is going to have Hollywood news and entertainment headlines on the way for us. If I start going into anything that's in your waters, okay, you let me know. All right. Uh, Johnny Depp was in the UK, and he performed on stage with Jeff Beck, one of the greatest guitar players of all time. His defamation case against Amber Heard went to the jury on Friday, and they were awaiting a verdict, so he went and played on stage with Jeff Beck in Sheffield, England. They played uh, Jimi Hendrix Little Wing, Marvin Gaye's What's Going On. 
and Isolation, a John Lennon cover that they recorded together in 2020. Yeah, I'm sure as far as Johnny feels, he probably feels like he won. Yeah. Even if he doesn't get a dime from Amber. Uh, from Amber. I feel like he, whatever he's put into it, he probably feels like he's got his money's worth. Yeah. Just because of the court of public opinion. Yeah. Right? Uh, defamation case went to the jury after closing arguments on Friday. Johnny is suing Amber for fifty million. She's counter suing for ten for one hundred million. I don't think either one of them are going to get anything. I mean, somebody might have to pay court fees or something, but mm-hmm. I think they're going to come back and say, "You guys were toxic." You know, let this be a warning for other people. In relationships like this. Yeah, in relationships like this. But as far as money changing hands, I don't know if I don't know if any does or not. Do you see Amber Heard's career still surviving this? Anything. Will she be in Aquaman 4? Well, I think Joanna has a little bit about that coming up in entertainment. (laughs) I do, yeah. Okay. So I I needed to share this with you. It's been a Mm -hmm. minute since I talked about Megan Fox. Uh, did you at ever least know, a week. Did you ever notice that <laughs> Megan Fox never wears her hair up? I haven't. I have not. No. Well, I did notice. She that. shared a photo. <laughs> she hates the shape of her head. Who doesn't? And she shared a photo of herself when one of the very few times she had her hair up for a press tour. She said, quote, I never wear my hair up because my head is the size of a tiny edamame bean. <laughs> But this happened, and we're all okay. Baby steps. So I just have to share this hideous. I mean, looking at this is like looking at the Gorgon. Look at that. How could anybody possibly go out? Nico, look at this. How could anybody go out (laughs) looking that hideous because of their P-shaped head? head. Oh, my God. How dare you subject us to this? She is so pretty. God, she's, she's just, hot. She just is so hot. Right. Like, Every single person would say, the Pope would say, oh yeah, she's hot. I'm not allowed she's to do hot. anything, yeah. but God. I thought we were talking about Meghan Markle this whole time. No, <laughs> no, Meghan <laughs> Fox, dum-dum. <laughs> I just have to... Googling the wrong person. <laughs> Joanna, is this the definition? <clears throat> do you think this is an example of a humble brag? Oh, definitely. She, Megan Fox puts up a photo. Like, oh, oh, look I at my head. Like, so I never wear my hair I look like a freak. I can't wear my like, hair up, but look at this picture of me wearing my hair up. I mean, Don't look, I look like an edamame? Look at the first comment, Buzz, that, 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 on the bottom. This look was from a couple of weeks ago when I was... No, that's her. her. <laughs> that's no. the caption. Bay, why are you standing on the bed? That one? No, no, the one below. Sorry. <laughs> oh Literally God. perfection. Yeah. She still looks hot. Right. Oh, she, you don't put that picture out. It's like, look how hideous I look, unless you're wanting, right? You want people to be like, no, you're not. Weirdly enough, can't find any pictures of Meghan Markle with her hair up either. <laughs> <laughs> I just Ooh. found that out. <laughs> Megan Fox is so pretty. If she walked into a room, I think I'd lose the ability to breathe for about do you think you would seconds. kind of have I a trouble? I would lose the ability to right. breathe for a little. I'd be like, "Oh my god!" It's I don't think I would be able to have a normal conversation. Like, uh, fa- you, family, you, how is? You barely have a normal conversation with regular girls. Wait, who are you directing yeah, that towards? That's true. To Nico. Okay, thank you. When have you seen me talk to a girl? 
I've seen you talk to girls here, and it's awful. <laughs> oh, really, but really I'm never freaking awkward. I'm never trying hard here. <laughs> oh God! Well, whatever you're doing, you're either trying too hard or not trying hard enough. <laughs> but you need to find a happy medium because what are you talking about? You shut up! You don't even know what to watch. You're just using, when you're just making. You're I'm just, just yeah, using her slam I'm on just, me. I'm just springboard enough what she's saying, but for sure. <laughs> Dummy. <clears throat> Let's get a couple of. Uh, I know that we're a little crunched on time. We probably we can't. We are. Can't get to too many here. So glad you saw the watch. <clears throat> the watch or the clock? The clock. I don't know. Do you have a watch? No, it's the walls watch. Yeah, man, I got a watch. What are you talking about? Morning, guys. Hey, uh, I don't know this for a fact, but I do know it's true that guys who support Beto O'Rourke have low testosterone. Like I said, I don't know this for a fact. I just know it's true. <laughs> right. It was Beto who had the special on Fox about tanning your testicles so you could uh, get your masculinity. Oh, no, that was Tucker Carlson, right? Remember Tucker had the tanning testicles? Yes, tan testicles. He was on. Um, I, I hate the stereotype of just associating low, low testosterone with, like, not being manly. That's essentially what he's trying to say, right? Oh, if you uh, I couldn't tell what he was trying to like burn people on. I mean, oh yeah, yeah, that's the thing is he was trying okay. to say if you have low testosterone, you're like a girl basically. Or according not manly. To, according I thought he was trying to say like that those supporters had small peepees. No, low low T. Low T. Okay. Well, according to Frank Thomas and Doug Flutie, like every guy over the age of forty has. Low <laughs> yeah, everybody will. <laughs> right. It's Morning. And, and women have testosterone, and men have estrogen, and, and you, our bodies are constantly balancing I, both of them out. I have noticed after I've been hearing uh, for people for, for almost a week, so six days since Beto crashed Abbott's uh, press conference in Uvalde, uh, and it's split just about how, you know, if it's somebody who didn't like Beto to begin with, they didn't like this, they sure didn't like this. If it's somebody who likes what Beto says, they, they like what he said at that press conference. Morning, morning show. Um... Beto O'Rourke got the point across to Greg Abbott. Look, he's doing a recorded message and showing up instead of showing up in person. So Beto O'Rourke held him accountable, and now Abbott's rethinking that because now it's going to cost him possibly votes for those that are like, look, you're still going to an NRA convention, even though the guns are the main issue of what happened. Laters. Uh, you know, I think... Beto's activity over the past week has just solidified people who already supported him, and it probably further alienated most people. That, but I do want to point out some of the some of the officials that were on that stage, some of the local police turn out to be the police that, you know, are getting a lot of the criticism. Mm -hmm. Like the guy that they're saying, well, that was the wrong decision. He was he was on that stage, that, right? When Beto, the out. incident commander. Yeah, right. So, you know, it was kind of a propaganda. Look, I know Biden went there over the weekend, went to Evaldi. It's a thing that your leaders have to do, but it also has a, a, a component, right, of propaganda. Whenever you've got all the cops and you've got all the Republican leaders up, this is the thing that Beto uh, crashed in Evaldi. Mm -hmm. So, you know, everybody's saying, well, Beto only did that. It was political. And he did it for propaganda purposes. But I guess, I mean, to be fair, you could say all of these things are kind of for propaganda purposes because Abbott and Dan Patrick and Cruz and everybody's up there and 
you know, especially the politicians, maybe not the law enforcement guys, but the politicians for sure were talking about anything other than, hey, guys, these guns and right. the ability for an 18-year-old to get them is a problem. So, you know, accusing just Beto of engaging in propaganda. But I, I can definitely see how if you already didn't like Beto and you're not a fan that this isn't going to – it's not the kind of thing that's going to win you over. Uh, let's take a break. We're going to come back. Entertainment news with Joanna Barba on the way. And more of the Buzz Adams Morning Shows coming up right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Joanna has entertainment news on the way. Let's get a look at El Paso weather brought to you by Wet n Wild Water World. Sunny today, 96 for the high temperature. Tomorrow's going to be warmer, sunny, and they're saying 100 for tomorrow's high. For Thursday, mostly sunny, but we do get a chance of rain uh, late in the afternoon into the evening on Thursday. Looks like uh, 20 or 30% chance we might get some showers on Thursday night. Uh, also a chance of uh, daytime showers on Friday. Put that at about a 15%. And then the forecast says it clears up. No rain for the weekend, but I think probably a lot of people... Wouldn't mind if we got a little bit of rain in the El Paso area. Uh, the chance of that is going to be Thursday and uh, Friday. Joanna, I keep trying to think of ways that I Sorry. could get you interested in the wonderful game of golf. Okay. If not as a participant, <laughs> maybe at least as a fan. A fan? <laughs> the tournament that gets underway this week uh-huh. is in Des Moines, Iowa. All right. And it's played at the Wakanda Golf Club. <gasps> Stop. They have a yeah. place called the Wakanda Golf Club. Yeah, in <gasps> freaking Iowa. Like the least Wakanda place <laughs> on the planet. How's Wakanda spelled? Exactly the same, except it, there's an O. Wakanda. W-A-K-O-N-D-A. But let me tell you, you pronounce it Wakanda because... I was so starved for golf, I watched like the uh, the college championships, and they kept saying, don't forget Wednesday coverage from Wakanda Club, and I'm like, really? Wakanda Club? Wakanda they really Club. need to play that angle up. <laughs> they need to have, you know, some Black Panther references there. But will our favorite Tony Finau be Tony Finau finished top 10 over the week. Hell yeah. Uh, the past weekend. So Tony right. Finau is scheduled to start uh, Wednesday at the Wakanda Club in Des Moines, Iowa. All right, Joanna. How about some entertainment yep. and showbiz headlines? Good morning, Joanna Barba. Good morning. The social media campaign to recast Amira in Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom continues, and now attorney Camille Vasquez has emerged as the latest suggestion from Johnny Depp huh. fam. So rep- not only get rid of Amber Heard, mm-hmm. replace her with Johnny Depp's yep. hot attorney. Yeah, <laughs> yep. During the trial, Vasquez emerged as the star in the eyes of many observers, even with celebrities. Her name has been consistently trending as Depp fans praise the attorney's skills in the courtroom. With the trial over, her name is a trendy is trending once again as fans suggest that Vasquez play Mira in Aquaman 2, and some are sharing a photoshopped image of Vasquez in the role. 
This isn't the first time Depp's fans have campaigned for her to be cut completely from Aquaman and the Celebrity X's defamation trial. Over 4 million people have already signed a petition to have her completely removed from the sequel. Fan pressure has already had some effect on the upcoming movie. During the trial, Heard revealed that many of her scenes had been cut from the movie. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom is scheduled for release on March 17th of 2023. I don't know about movies and acting, but if if uh, Johnny if Camille Vasquez wanted to, you know, have a bigger media presence, I could see them lining up for her to be like a legal affairs correspondent on any of the sure, cable network, yeah. MSNBC, the People's Court, it, <laughs> whatever. Camille I mean, Vasquez. Camille Vasquez. Yeah, there's probably a ton of people lining up trying to get. Uh, you know, she might just be happy practicing law. Though. Right. She's like, I'm a good lawyer. Yeah. She's all, thank you, but no. Kim Kardashian is getting roasted after she posted a video where she's kissing Pete Davidson, but she's staring at the camera the whole time. One person said, quote, I didn't ask to be part of this kiss. Stop making eye contact with me. Kim and Pete debuted their new his and her hair looks on Instagram on Sunday with Pete swapping his natural brunette hair for a blonde hue that matches Kim's. While the videos definitely give fans a inside look into Kim and Pete's typically private relationship, some couldn't help but laugh at the at the post as they pointed out that Kim appeared to be staring at herself in her phone's camera. Yeah, while of Pete course. Was she can't look away. Well, how is this a surprise to anybody? She's like, look at how great I look. Yeah. And poor Pete's just like trying to get a kiss in. I mean, ask yourself, w would you want to look at P Pete Davidson while you were kissing? <laughs> Apparently a lot of attractive women do. I don't know. Sometimes I'm on the fence. I'm like, am I attracted <laughs> to Pete Davidson? What's with him now? He looks like he's... He's got that blonde hair matching her now. They're yeah. his and hers looks. This is going to uh, go down like when Drew Barrymore married Tom Green. <laughs> <laughs> you think so? Yeah. Even if they get married, it's going to end up being a Julia Roberts. Who is a country music singer? Lyle Lovett. Lyle Lovett. Remember Julia <laughs> yeah. Roberts and Lyle Lovett? It's going to be one of those. Angelina Jolie and Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, there's another one. That's a weird one. Me and everybody. <laughs> dated. <laughs> My goal has always been... When you start bleaching your hair to match your girlfriends, then I'll be concerned. <laughs> my my life goal has always been to be the least, the less attractive. In, in the relationship. <laughs> Let me tell you, I don't have a 100% success rate on a lot of things, but that one, I want... You're nailing it, dude. I'm a hundred po. A hundred po? Yeah. A 1980s hit is experiencing an unexpected burst of popularity thanks to Stranger Things. The first part of the Netflix hit series' fourth season dropped on Friday, and the first episode featured a scene in which Max plays Kate Bush's 1985 track, Running Up That Hill. Oh, my God. You know, it's weird. Uh, 85 my was my peak radio listening, like, top 40 uh -huh. time. That was, this one? I was a senior that year. I don't remember this song no. at all. Not at all. At all. Oh, my God. More places. Uh, my heart. 
As those who've been watching the new episodes will realize the song has some significance for the storyline and becomes increasingly important as the episodes progress. Thanks to exposure in the show, viewers have apparently rediscovered the song nearly 40 years after its original release. As TV Line reports, just two days after the new season's debut, Running Up That Hill has rocketed up to the iTunes charge, capturing the number one spot. While the song enjoyed some popularity in the day, it cracked the top 30 on Billboard's Hot 100 single chart. It never came close to number one. Oh, there you go. It probably that's probably why that's you why. don't Man, remember it what when they used to say top 40 they're talking top 40 but really it was the top 10 and they would just play those same 10 songs the same 10 every, ones. <laughs> over and over again if something was in the top 40 but was in the 30s it probably didn't get played probably you know what that's a kind of if they probably played it at clubs and stuff oh, probably oh i just thinking of that one scene from if Stranger Things. If you've seen Stranger Things, then you know what scene I'm talking about. Joanne is yes. dying to give out spoilers for I the am. new season of Stranger Things, and I'm just dying to get a bunch of Obi-Wan Kenobi <laughs> stuff off my chest, too. So. I will be the, ves- the, the, the receptacle. Please give me. Okay, here you go. This doesn't spoil anything. From the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Flea is now part of the Star Wars universe. Oh, my God. Somebody Who was he asked in that? me that. And I was like, I don't know. I'm not watching Obi-Wan. I'm watching Stranger Things. I watched the both of them. I don't remember him. He's the. Uh, I remember seeing an ugly guy. <laughs> Flea is an. Uh, Flea is Flea. Flea. First of all, He's Flea cool, has been in right? some of the best movies. He was part of the Back to the Future franchise. Oh, uh, that's right. He's great. Well, and in this one, he calls Obi Wan a chicken, and that gets him to. Cluck like a chicken. No. No. Okay. Uh, he was. Flea was also in Big Lebowski. So he only does he about one movie every 15 years, but when he does, they're like they're big and great cultural contributions. So, Flea, officially part of the Star Wars universe. <laughs> Back to Stranger Things. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Whatever. Let me tell you more about Obi Wan. Let me finish with the soundtrack. Right, the soundtrack on which the song appears is also climbing the iTunes charts with the Stranger Things season four soundtrack currently at number six. Other songs on the soundtrack include The Cramps, I Was a Teenage Werewolf, Baltimore's Tarzan Boy, and Musical Youth's Pass the Ditchy. Ducci. Pass the, the Ducci on the left hand side. Pass the Ducci on the left hand side. It's their and accents. The, 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 it sound like sounds, but they say the Ducci. stoner dude in that Ducci. show is great. Somebody talk to me about Stranger Things. Send me a message. Who's the, the Who's the stoner dude? Steve? I don't know what his name. No. Oh, it's a new character. It's a new character. Okay. With your entertainment news, I'm Joanna Barba. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. That is Greta Van Fleet and Heat Above. And Greta Van Fleet is making their El Paso debut later this year. November 8th, Greta Van Fleet's never played this town before. You know that? No, I didn't know that. playing November 8th at the Don Haskins Center. But we've got a lot of great concerts already on the schedule between now and then. Let's just run down some of those real quick. Coming up this week. September morning is going to be at the Rock House, 9828 Montana. That is June the 5th. So mark that down. September morning, the Rock House, 9828 Montana. This is going to be a big event. It's going to be four huge bands, and it's one of those free Speaking Rock Entertainment Center shows. So coming free, August 27th, it's Papa Roach, Falling in Reverse, Hollywood Undead, and Bad Wolves, all four of the bands, free, speaking rock, on August 27th. 
As we get into uh, September, got a couple of uh, big red letter shows coming up. Iron Maiden, the Don Haskins Center on September the 11th, and the Scorpions and White Snake, Don Haskins Center, September 19th. Keep listening for ticket giveaways and different opportunities we'll have for you. Listen on air. Check our website, klaq.com, and also the mobile app, the KLAQ mobile app. Sometimes we have ticket giveaways that we only do through the mobile mm-hmm. app, so it's another chance for you to win. Are we doing an after buzz today? We <laughs> are doing one okay. today. Yes, All we're right. going to try and do them on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, we'll try to make it about twice a week minimum. Uh, if we do more, we do more. If not, then no. But yes, we will be doing it one. Sounds like today. it's still a little loosey goosey. It'll still be loosey goosey. Um, you know, the point of the podcast was always to try and, and showcase mine and Buzz's relationship. You know, off air in yeah. in the perfect setting, and uh, yeah. I think it still does that. John, were you privy to any of those conversations where Nico wanted to talk to management, like upper management who were in town about <laughs> the podcast and just like their dismissiveness? Like, I, uh, yeah, I we was don't there care for anymore. one of them. Yeah, right. That was the it. That was, that was the one. also the one where I was like, well, then what the hell am I doing busting my ass after the yeah, show? Yeah, but for? they don't consider that one a podcast. That's the on demand. Still, though. <clears throat> That one takes a lot more time yeah, to, definitely. to produce and put together. So that's the uh, the best uh, buzz. What do we on call demand. it? On demand. Buzz Adams on demand. Thank you. And if you missed the show, you can uh, download segments on our website, klaq.com, through the mobile app. and Download segments. They say it's not a podcast, but you can subscribe to it just like a freaking podcast. Right, Joanna? Yeah. Yeah. Pasta Rochi on the left hand side. Pasta Rochi on the left hand side. I don't know the words. Just the Pasta Rochi on the left hand side. I saw Top Gun, uh, Maverick. Good. Did it bring back any nostalgia for the 80s? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, that was a huge movie. I think 86 is when that came out. Oh, the first Top Gun is on Netflix. Says Rose in the app chat. Mm, there you go. Do yeah. I? Do you think I have to see the first one to understand I, this? You probably not, ha- not have I'm to. I'm asking but... the one that watched it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Thank you. I don't want to watch it, though. You don't want to watch either of them? I don't want to watch the first I've... one. It's good. The first one's good. So the... What is it about? Okay, so... Th- Anybody who wants to be in the... Naval Flight School. I was telling it. Yeah, well, you're taking too long. Naval Flight School in San Diego. (laughs) Also known as Top Gun. Okay. It's for the best of the best. best best. best. Oh, so the school is called Top Gun. The school is called Top Gun, and and like only like 1%... I wondered why it was called Top Gun. The top 1% go and, you know, get this training, and they're the the country's very best pilots. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh... And I, this is not a spoiler because they were talking about it. Val Kilmer shows up. Right. Like there was stories that Tom Cruise really rallied to get him back. Val Kilmer. If you haven't seen that documentary, that's really good uh, documentary that Val Kilmer put out. Does he have footage from Top Gun, the first one? Um, yeah, behind yeah, the scenes? yeah. Did for he sure. He talks about his relationship with Tom. You know, they always had a good relationship and really respected each other. And 
Val Kilmer had a video camera like back before almost anybody had a video camera. Mm-hmm. So growing up like in the '60s and early '70s, he he was always and, and, just and he stuck with it things. his yeah. entire life. So even when he was on the set of movies, he would be in the back and just video. T- didn't didn't that cause problems with some co-stars? There, like Sean, there's a scene where Sean Penn, who looks like he's about 20 at the time, is really giving him like the stink eye about having this camera. Uh, but yeah, he he makes an appearance, and does he speak? <laughs> I mean, that might be a little bit of a spoiler. Okay. So I don't know because like, well, he uh, just so people know in real life, <laughs> I think he has, he, a has the, yes. he has the ability to speak, but it's very difficult. So he it, the it's all a computer voice in that documentary. But there are a few places where you see him. I mean. I think he has the ability to speak, but he doesn't do a lot of it. So they work that all out oh, in wow. uh, Top Gun Maverick. The uh, the hot babes in the 1986 version were Meg Meg Ryan mm-hmm. and uh, Kelly McGillis. Kelly McGillis, right? Hot babes. What scene was that? Well, just these were these young pilots. They had to have. Oh, love that's right. Interest. That's right. Yes. There was a bar that they went yeah, to. Yeah, right. That, like, they were like... Well, they done replace Kelly McGillis. You know why? Because she aged at a normal rate. Right. She didn't get the Scientology elixir or whatever it is that keeps elixir. Tom Young, Tom Cruise looking young. <laughs> whatever it is, man. The fountain I mean, of youth waters. <laughs> Tom Cruise looks great. He Kelly looks McGillis amazing. is 64. And Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise like 60. Is... Yeah. 59. Yeah, he's going to be 60. How's but Meg he looks, Ryan look? Well, she was Goose's wife. Yeah. So it only shows her in like archive footage, but it's like Kelly McGillis ain't coming back. But guess what? We got somebody else who owns the bar. It's Jennifer Connelly, who's oh, yeah. like 10 years younger Jennifer than Con- Tom Cruise, and she looks phenomenal. I mean, I've always thought Jennifer Connelly is like one of the most beautiful uh, actresses. What was it for you? Labyrinth? Oh, no, 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 no. Career opportunities. Oh, is it because of that part where she's on the horsey? Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, on. they used to have little little rides outside grocery stores, and she's on one of those, and she's so just riding this. So many guys. Boom, boom, I know. Boom, love that boom, scene. Boom. Wait, who's on it? Jennifer Connelly? Jennifer, Jennifer Connelly. Connelly. Gotta type that up. Put career opportunities. Jennifer Connelly. Jennifer Connelly. <laughs> Man, I don't want to get up. called out for being a pervert or anything, but I was like, I'm the, the same age as Jennifer Connelly. Right. <laughs> I think I replayed that on a VCR <laughs> at least a hundred times. I remember thinking, is there any way the VCR place is going to know? Like, is it going to burn? They're going to know where you They're going to know where I kept rewinding to. <laughs> She's in it with Frank Whaley. I don't know if and you know. Either if- like... Dermot Mulroney. Yeah, or, or the other one. The Dylan other one, McDermott or Dermot them. Mulroney are the... I think Dermot the, Mulroney is the one. <laughs> and they're just watching her on the little horsey. <laughs> <laughs> right, they're, they're, they're even sitting there watching her on the little horsey. <laughs> Nico's looking for the clip. Did I can't find, find the it? clip, but no, I, she yeah. looks... Stunning. Awesome. Yeah, stunning. stunning. I'll send it to you. Please. But if they'd brought back Kelly McGillis, I saw recent <laughs> pictures of Kelly McGillis. She kind of she it. says I got out of showbiz and I kind of you know like aged like a normal, like a normal human being. Right, she would have looked like Tom Cruise's grandmother in this movie. In this movie, right? 
if she was still the love interest, but... Unless he shared the elixir with her. <sighs> right. I wonder at what level of Scientology you get Immortality. Immortality. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got to tell you, the longer like how many it goes donations Tom do I need Cruise to make? still looks like Tom Cruise looks, it makes me think, you know, maybe there is something to this Scientology. <laughs> you know, it might have to do with the fact that it. he doesn't smoke, drink, he sleeps probably like 10 hours a day. He does great workouts. He probably yeah. eats really good, I, doesn't, I, I mean, if he gets any... Anything cosmetically done, it, it's real subtle because uh-huh, I can't, right. you know, I can't tell. He just, he just looks fantastic. Uh, let me get another uh, neckline call or two here. You can leave messages for us. We get, you know, an abundance of calls, and we try and get to as many of them mm-hmm. as we can. Toll free neckline number is eight four four eight zero five neck. That's eight four four eight zero five six three two five. It seems like a lot of people are uh, calling in still about uh, the Uvalde tragedy, which happened one week ago uh, on this date. So that's another thing the parents have to deal with. It's like, oh, my God, it's been one week since my since I lost my kid. Mm-hmm. And also, the funerals are mm-hmm. coming up over the next day or so. <clears throat> I was just listening to the uh, gun control argument here and uh i can't help but compare it to like 9-11 you know like could you imagine if we didn't do anything after 9-11 and this just kept happening this is what it kind of feels like you know <laughs> like now it's impossible to get through the airport i hate going to the airport now but you know what something needs to get done because i mean now we don't have buildings crashing into you know other way around stuff <laughs> Anyway, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I have to explain that stoner guy. You get, you got to know that that's st- that's SG. But just from the laugh. Well, well just the disordered uh, thinking and um, <laughs> love stoner guy. <laughs> I've seen a comparison made to nine eleven. I as heard a that pro we, gun. We thing. didn't ban airplanes after nine eleven, did we? We made the airplanes safer, or uh, we made the airport. You restricted safer. liberties on. <laughs> The entire country, right. you, you, you res- we had search and seizure for every single person. Yeah, you know, you. So you did indeed- more right. than just take away their gun. I think the, the, I think I saw this in meme form. So I think it was after nine eleven, when terrorists flew used planes as a weapon. We didn't ban planes; we secured the cockpit, and that's supposed to be like the mic drop there. But I don't. It's not a. Yeah, I don't think it. I don't think it worked for me that way. I mean, yeah, there was. All of a sudden, you know, a government agent has the right to search your pockets, and you know, you've got to empty everything out. You've got to do that. You know, it's like. I could have sworn there was a. Um, you know, an amendment to the Constitution, just like the Second Amendment's an amendment to the Constitution about search and seizure. So. Hey, Buzz, how's it going? Uh, just driving home, hearing the news. Uh, at this moment, the shooter at Uvalde uh, tried to attain guns illegally at the age of 17. That should have been a red flag right there. This is a human error, human error, not a process error of buying guns. There's always a process of uh, attaining background checks and stuff like that. This is a human error. He should have been 
right there whenever you try to take guns. Uh, get away. Uh, love the show. Nico, get your get your beep together. <laughs> Joanna, you're the best. You rock. Keep doing what you do. Hell yeah. Get your beep together. What? what what's not together? <laughs> I've had I mean I've had that exact I've discussed that issue with both of your parents before. What? Nico getting his S together. I don't even know what that means. I didn't hear the thing that the the shooter had tried to obtain the guns when he was 17. I'd heard that he went in either on or the day after his 18th birthday, I've, you know. Uh we're still finding out stuff about this. It looks like it's painting a a pretty incriminating picture for the police. You know, the state police authorities are saying that it was the wrong decision to let the gunman stay in there and not to go in for like an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are just just livid that it seems like the cops were much more concerned ab- about making sure the parents didn't go in to try and save their own kids, you know. There are reports that some of them were handcuffed and some of them were tased, but I don't know. It's just... It, as this is, story has been developing over the holiday, I don't watch the news as closely, but it seems like every time I turn it on, it's like... Oh, They're still talking more, about more it. more bad yeah. news for the, like, for the local cops. What's up, Mosho? It's ODG. Ricky Gervais made a good point in this article he was in. He said... You can't predict what will be offensive in the future. I mean, 10 years ago, no one, not even the most woke person 10 years ago, would have thought that saying women don't have penises would get you canceled. It's true, man. Just 10 years ago, you could say women don't have penises. And they were like, yeah, it's a fact. What changed? Also... If you don't want to have, if you want to have equal rights like everyone else, you're going to get made fun of like everyone else. Comedians make fun of Catholics. They make fun of the Polish, Mexicans, blacks. That's how you know you have equal rights. When your group can be made fun of without being, without it being a big controversy. So welcome to the club, transgenders. We all get made fun of. Quit being so sensitive. Okie dokie. Uh, so Ricky Gervais has taken some heat, and I watched a little bit of his most recent uh, stand-up special. Mm-hmm. And this is a—I mean, I didn't watch all of it, but from what I saw, the the comments about transgender—it was a pretty small part of what it, it, I didn't it's watch. The it. Opening. It's, yeah, I mean, it's the opening. It is the whole opening, right? So there's a lot about that. But I think what was it called? Supernature. Supernature. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I mean, he's a. He's a very keen observer. He's got a very wry sense of humor. And there's something about when Ricky Gervais says stuff, it, you know, it, it sounds okay because he's kind of, you know, winking at the audience and stuff. Oh, I mean, there's a lot to comedy and humor uh, more than just stating your opinions. There's irony and right. there's delivery and, and he, there's he even kind of sub- explains some of that and subverting your expectations and. <laughs> Uh, playing upon what you're expected yeah, I've to tried bl- to explain this to your daughter like my daughter yeah. is like yeah sometimes when you sometimes you don't and this could go for 
you know, a conversation or a stand-up or being on the radio or whatever, you don't always say the exact thing that you mean. Sometimes you do it for dramatic purpose or sometimes you do it as a sense of irony or satire. But if people there, – there's a segment of society, and I would say it's about 50-50, who get that. Right. And then there's about 50 who don't get it. So the 50% who don't get, oh, a comedian may take a contrary position to what they actually believe. think to make the point for humorous purpose. Well, at that point, you know, you've made the sausage now. Like, if you had to stop and explain, I don't really mean that, which Ricky Gervais does in a couple of things. He's like, this is how humor works. Well, I don't But really I think there's like 50% is like, you said these words, and they'll read them like a court transcript without any kind of pause or without any kind of, you know. Delivery. Uh, without any of the delivery. It's like, did you say these words? Uh, uh, I said them. And I, I try and tell that to comics when we're going over writing that uh, a, a lot of comics will say every joke has a bit of truth to it, but you don't have to tell the story exactly the same to and try and force it into a joke. Sometimes you can take liberties, you can exaggerate here and there to make the story more fun yeah, for an right, audience. Right. It's the same thing with telling a story if you're a writer or if you're a poet or if you're anything else, sometimes you don't say your actual opinion and then people are being held that like you're on record as saying this this thing and it's like well i'm a stand-up comedian nobody looks at van gogh paintings and thinks <laughs> we really should cut off our ears now mm -hmm. <laughs> uh i mean you read shakespeare and you think wow there's sure a lot of stabbing <laughs> going on there man it's almost like Shakespeare was pro-stabbing. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We have more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show on the way right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right, the things uh, that I recommend watching, Obi-Wan on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> if, you, if you love anything about Star Wars, if you've ever liked anything from the Star Wars universe, I, I can't see how you're not going to love Obi-Wan Kenobi on Disney+. It Plus. does a really good job of bridging the feelings from the original trilogy to the prequel trilogy and everything in between. Like, you, you get the sense of an older Obi-Wan, you know. Also, if you don't stay in practice, I guess you can lose your Jedi skills. Yeah. It's not like riding a bike. Like, for instance, in this one, Obi-Wan, <laughs> 10 years after Revenge of the Sith, Obi-Wan couldn't beat John Wick in a fight. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> right. Keanu. He's like really, really rusty. Yeah, very rusty. I might do a whole article. I don't know. If, <laughs> do people do my nerd articles do good? or They do, actually. Do they? They start yeah. a great conversation, I think. Yeah. So at, before they show the first episode of Obi-Wan, they show, you know, what you missed. And it's a montage from the prequels. So it shows Anakin pod racing. It shows Anakin becoming a Jedi and turning to the dark side. So based on the things that it shows in this little montage, mm -hmm. you can tell kind of what it's priming well, you for. The montage is specifically for reminding... A recap. A recap. Well, well, no, it's not just a recap. It's specifically a recap of Obi-Wan's relationship with Anakin. Right, but there are some things it's, in there that just based on that, I can tell you they Darth Maul's going to show up at some point. Well, they show the scene. Yeah, probably. They show... They do a Master Yoda telling him you can communicate with your former master Qui Gon. Right. That's obviously gonna 
That was in the movie. Yeah, in the movie yeah, they said that. So, so I'm not telling you anything that wasn't in the movie. <laughs> but that's in also the, the recap is what I'm saying. So anytime they bring something up, it's like they're reminding you you're going to need this going forward. So I think Gyoda shows up probably. And I think Qui-Gon either as a voice or a ghost. I don't know if they're going to get uh, Liam Neeson involved in all this, but I wouldn't be surprised. But it was great. You know, seeing Obi, seeing Ewan McGregor back in the role, it was great seeing Jimmy Smith back after all these years. I mean, it's almost has it been twenty years since Phantom Menace came out? Ninety nine, two thousand. Yeah, yeah, it's been over twenty years since Phantom Menace came out. So uh, it was great seeing some of those uh, familiar faces. What else can I say that wouldn't just be an out and out spoiler? Also, what are the rules for a series? I can't remember what the, what the rules, rules were. For a series? Joanna is bursting at the seams over Stranger Things. Are there a lot of Stranger Things spoilers that, that you could share, Joanna? Not yet, I think. I'm barely on episode four. But I just want to talk about that episode. All right, so go great. ahead. Yeah, just go ahead. I, I'm not going to get any of it. And that running up that hill. Is this where they played the song? Yes! Oh, my heart! What, what, what happened? I'll tell you later. Oh, so you're you're taking a very conservative spoiler yeah. stance even on a also, Netflix show. I don't even know how I would explain it. <laughs> right? The new monster is called Vecna. They killed the monster from the inside out already? No, but this is the new monster. It's called Vecna. Somebody's got to, whatever that crazy scientific program is, somebody's going to go in there and shut that down. Right. <laughs> yeah. Too many monsters. This is not helping us. Hey, uh, just as kind of like, <laughs> maybe just as a, an assignment, yeah, like a homework assignment, Okie dokie guy was talking about the Ricky Gervais, and Ricky Gervais does say, yeah, you can't predict what's going to be offensive 10 or 20 years from now. Well, and I like don't you, think that's entirely true. I think there's some things we could say, oh, this is going to, like, down the road, this is going to look awful. Oh, I, I think it goes more to that comedy, stage comedy, is a li living, breathing thing that changes as society changes. So we, we can't predict what will be funny in 20 years. Just I don't like think how he's just talking about from a comedian standpoint. I think he's talking about... You know, even a, a political view or something you write on Twitter. I mean, what what's something, if you could come up with a list of three things that we're going to look back. I mean, I think maybe a hundred years down the road, eating meat might start getting into that territory because they're going to have a lot of plant-based oh, or lab. Yeah, right. I think that might, but I, I would put that at about a century out. You think oh, by we're going to make it a yeah, century? Also, that's assuming that, <laughs> that we're still making progress. We could have you know, been back in a dark age in 100 years, too. I think uh, the fact that like, pretty much the entire civilized world is against female genital mutilation, but so far uh, we're still mostly cool with male genital uh, mutilation, which is circumcision. Yeah, but nobody has nobody has done female genital mutilation because of an aesthetic choice they don't do it because it looks better people women will get their their sons circumcised because they don't want them to they don't want their sons 
dongs to look like that camel thing that Obi-Wan rides through the desert. <laughs> that he's given, like, he's sneaking pieces of desert fish to him. Nico, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yes. Whatever that, uh, whatever that thing is. The desert dong. That's horse. what you're... He does not want, yeah. You're so dumb. Uh, yeah, I think... That's that, a good joke, Joanna, but you don't get it. You haven't watched... Desert Obi-Wan. dong. Desert. No, I know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think women will... Do make that choice for their children, for their sons. To be circumcised. Yeah. It's an, it's a definitely an aesthetic choice for a lot of parents. It's not I'm just not, a health choice. I know that it's been a, you know, it's like an online debate for a, a couple of decades now. Like, there's some people who really feel like, you know, what are you doing? You are mutilating a baby's genitals. And I think that that will be, you know... A thing that we look back. Can you believe they used to do this? Now, there are some religions you know that started that require, four thousand right. years I know, ago. I, right? know. Okay. I get it. Right? Does anything else? It's going to it's going to go out of favor anytime what? soon, though. I know it's been around for a while. Do you know what somebody told me is offensive now? In the first Tobey Maguire Spider Man, there's a scene where he's wrestling. Macho Man Randy Savage, mm-hmm. except he's called Bonesaw Brother. Uh-huh. All right, listen, get a load of this. Okay. People are saying, you know, the only thing that ruins was that first Spider-Man movie was Peter Parker's homophobic slur on Bonesaw. He says, "What is I don't you know? Do you remember the scene?" He I remember the scene. I don't remember what he money. calls him though. He says, "Nice pants. Did your husband pick those out for you?" <laughs> And it's like, that is... That's today. What do you mean? That's, that's, that's not clever and that's offensive today. You didn't know that? I would, hadn't thought about it, but somebody... To, to do that today. <laughs> to say, funny. did your husband pick... Yeah, but yeah, that that line fun. should probably be removed or there should be some kind of trigger warning. Yeah, today. Hey, this has a homophobic slur in it. Today, to make any reference where being gay is a negative, like, oh, what, you're going to wear a skirt with that? I mean, that's not funny anymore. It's just not funny. Here's one that I pull out a lot. It's like, hey, I, l- I really like your shirt. Do they make that for men? That's Yeah, Buzz does, says yeah. that one a lot. So it's that's not, probably going to be anymore. like 10, 10 more years. Line. Yeah, your little seahorse. Wait, <laughs> yeah. 10 more years? It's already out of... If I said, hey, that's a nice shirt. Do they make those for guys? Yeah, today. Today that is, is offensive. offensive. That's as offensive as the bone saw joke yeah. from Spider-Man. Yeah. Well... You could knock me over with a feather now. I had no idea. Knock you over with a feather? I just, I didn't say it was gay. I said it looks like a woman's blouse. What's wrong with that? I guess nothing. Uh, nothing rock, is. You see? rock that seahorse shirt. Nothing is wrong with these things anymore. But back in the day, in the 80s, when you'd be watching, like, getting your revenge on the nerds, it'd be, that'd be like something to make fun of. Oh, you're going to be a girl. Nowadays, it's like, yeah, what's wrong with being a girl? Harry Styles wears skirts. Oh, he looks great. So and he looks ad- great. Are you admitting that your seahorse shirt looks more like no, a blouse? Not at all. Okay. Those are two separate conversations. All right. I I will admit you're a dick, but... <laughs> <laughs> Tell me something that 10, 20, or 50 years from now, people are going to look back and it's like, it's going to be super cringe. Uh, anything with animal testing, leather, I bet. Uh, driving a car will be super cringy. Real, we'll have well, like, anything with a gas motor will be cringy. Give me a timeline. Ask your daughter, that. like, hey, what do you think is going to be cringy? Everything. Because I feel like she thinks a lot <laughs> yeah, of things. Yeah, everything's cringy. My daughter told me 
all of my friends' moms say that you are like were super offensive in the two thousands to women. Yeah, specifically to women. And I'm like, well, I'm going to need you to narrow that down just a little bit, like specifically. And she's Which like, moms? I don't have anything specific, but all of my friends' moms say that you were a dick about women <laughs> in the 2000s. And it's like, well, I can't defend against such a general accusation. You could just say times have changed, Buzz. <laughs> times have changed. We don't joke about the same things we used to. I thought my blouse joke, I could still use that at least for another decade. No. Game. Blouses. What's wrong, Joanna? Joanna's trying to give me instructions, but she, it's like she can't control. She's his. laughing too much now. I can't hear you, Joanna. What do, what do we need to do? Give me some clear instructions here. She wants us to break. You want to? You want to break? <laughs> like I'm mentally scratching that blouse thing. Break! Break! For the love of God, break! All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. It, it, by the way, if anybody wants to make a list. Three, just let me hear. What do you think are things that 10, 20 years from now we're going to look back and we're going to be horrified? That's your article. Yeah. Oh, that's a good, that is a good article. Yeah. Thank you, Joe. You're welcome. I don't even do this for you anymore. Yeah. All right. Let's take a break. Let we'll sure. come back and more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is on the way right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right. Joanna has informed me that we have plenty of time to uh, wrap up in this final segment. Mm-hmm. As long as it is... In six minutes. <laughs> definitely doing an after buzz today. Definitely doing an after buzz. Joanna definitely doing Buzz Adams on man today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got a couple audio components I want to share with you. Has this ever happened to you? Have you ever driven up to a fast food place that is clearly open because the signs on and the lights are on? Yes, but you. Uh, I haven't gotten to the part. Oh, okay. Yeah, everybody's driven up to. A, <laughs> fast food restaurant okay. you go. Yeah, and the lights were on. But nobody's answering you at the drive-thru and you start to <sighs> wonder if anybody's actually there. You're that. just like, hello? Are you open? Hello? That usually sometimes happens you don't know to they're... me very, very early in the morning. Oh, because you don't know if they just if they got there and they're open yet? or No, even places like Jack of the Box is definitely a 24-hour restaurant. And I'm not pay- singling out Jack of the Box, but there have been places that I know, okay, they're definitely open at this time, but I don't see anybody. And it like sometimes it's just bad service, but sometimes I'm like, are they all hostage back at a closet? <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> A guy walked into a Burger King on Friday. This is in Pittsburgh, so it's not like it was out in the middle of nowhere. Originally went through the drive-thru. Then he walked inside and couldn't find anybody. He even opened the door to the kitchen. The whole place was completely empty. The difference between what I was saying, though, is that this wasn't like late at night or early in the morning. This was in the afternoon on a Friday. So... Here's the uh, customer in Pittsburgh uh, talking. He, he uh, recorded himself doing it. Uh, 
Uh, local news caught wind of it, so they were trying to figure out. They they found out that one person had showed up. Only one person showed up for work that day, and when they saw that they were the only one there, mm-hmm. they quit on, on the, the spot. spot. Yeah, and I guess they didn't lock the door. <laughs> I'm, the way lock up. I'm fed up. Eventually, a manager showed up to lock the place until it could be staffed. So a rep for Burger King is downplaying the problem. They say the shift leader had to leave because of a family emergency and sent the team home. But that does not sound like what was going on here. Right. I mean, that really doesn't sound like what's going on. I've got a family emergency. All of you can go home, too. Does not sound like the way a fast food restaurant would work. One local official says that it might be a sign of the times that a lot of people left the workforce during the pandemic and businesses are still trying to adapt. Marjorie Taylor Green did a great greenism. I think we could start calling these like a when it, when Marjorie Taylor Green uses completely the wrong word and shows that she she doesn't know what the thing is she's talking about. I'm trying to. She had a great one. Do you remember there was just one about like a month ago? The gazpacho. Oh yeah, the the gazpacho police. <sighs> you know, like the Nazis and the gazpacho. The gazpacho police. You those delicious police officers served in a cold, chilled bowl. Well, she's talking about meat, and I guess somehow she's got the idea that Bill Gates' main purpose in life is to keep you from eating real beef, and you're supposed to be. Uh, eating things that are made in a lab. So she's, we believe, trying to reference a Petri dish. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have, if you were ever biology, you did work in a, you know, even on a high school level, you used a Petri dish, right? right? Uh, but here's what she said. What? A zap inside your body? Okay, so are those the same as the Jewish space lasers? Because that was also an MTG special. That was a greenie. That was a greenie. Greenie! Uh, It sounds like she says peach tree dish. Dish, right. And Georgia is the peach tree state. I'm just wondering (laughs) what in her education or her experience makes her think that it's called... Like, what does she picture? What is a peach tree dish? You know, I don't know. You use it in a lab, and you, it's made out of peach trees, I guess. And you serve cobbler on it. <laughs> this is the kind of thing, like, if a little kid said it, it's like, oh, that is so cute. She just She's four, and she just called it a peach tree dish. Well, That's adorable. It's not just that. Everything she's talking about just sounds it's insane. Insane, right. Like, the Bill gover- Gates cares about what kind of hamburger, and he's going to put something to zap to your body. To zap you. And- right. All of it sounds nuts, but then she gives you a clue. It's like, oh, she's an idiot. Peach tree. Yeah. A peach tree dish. All right. Yeah, really, the peach tree. The fact that she called a petri dish a peach tree dish is the least nutty thing, thing that she of the said whole, in that whole thing. sentence. Yeah. I mean, it was wrong. You know, it's obvious. You know, somebody has never done a lab it's hilarious. before. It's hilarious, but it's not even the craziest thing she was saying in that sentence. I got good news for a lot of people. I think a lot of guys, dad bods are still in this summer. To a recent survey, seventy percent right. of women. Say they are fans of the dad bod. Uh, the dad bod is a guy who's, you know, still kind of in shape, but 
got a little extra chub, some candy coating going on. Uh, a guy who's still somewhat fit, but with a little extra padding. Who do you, Joanna, you gave some examples. Who's got a, a perfect dad bod? David Harbour. David Harbour from Stranger Things. Uh, Chris Pratt from uh, Parks and Rec. Yes, that's a good dad Early. Bod. Yeah. Early Parks and Ma- Rec. Early Mouse Rat. Then he got, yeah, <laughs> like early Mouse Rat. Um, Patrick uh, Wilson, I feel like, kind of has a dad Wilson bod. Patrick Wilson has a good dad bod. Uh, yeah. Marshall from How I Met Your Mother. Yes, that's a good dad bod. Yeah. Uh, in some movies, Matt Damon definitely has a dad bod going on. It just depends on what kind of character he's playing. But And by the same token, uh, low rent Matt Damon, Jesse Plemons also has a dad bod. So. Yeah. Uh, 70% of women, though, say they are fans of the dad bod. And about 35% say they prefer the dad bod over somebody being in, like, insane shape. So good news for guys Woo! rocking that dad bod. You're good this summer.